Ben ready. Okay. I am McLovin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode 108, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Rotello, at Zach Rotello on Twitter, and coming back from the Thanksgiving hangover and sitting across from me in the digital space is uh, John, it's December, Swanathan Parker. It's December. Oh. Wait, does that mean my name has to change every month? No, I'm just trying to mix it up. It's January, it's February. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to mix it up a little bit. I feel like I, it is I, December. You're it is correct. December, but it's more of a catchy intro than it is anything else. Yeah, that's that's true. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? It's good to have you back. Good to have you on the show again. Um, feeling, feeling, feeling light. Feeling ready to roll. I'm so excited about. Uh, you know, everyone was really hyped up about the last episode where we did our Thanksgiving draft. Everybody was really excited to that. <laughs> so you can go back yeah. and listen to that. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big hit. Um, I haven't eaten turkey in like a week, and it feels really nice. Honestly, I miss it, but I don't miss it that much. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a healthy, healthy consumption week for me so far. The only bad thing I think I put into my body is alcohol. What do you, what do you define healthy? Like, what are you eating? What's what, what, what are you talking here? Salad kits, carrots, celery, so protein like a- bars. Oh, okay, cool. Eggs, egg. <laughs> I bought whole grain tortillas that I spread some peanut butter on this morning. That was fantastic. Uh, well, let's, with peanut butter. Okay, cool. With peanut butter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sitting next to him, we've got a special guest coming back for two consecutive shows. Has there ever? I don't know if there's ever been a two consecutive shower, but he's here. You love him. You want him. He's everything you want to be, ladies. It's <laughs> Uncle Cal. <laughs> Wait, all the ladies want to be me? Yeah, they want to be yeah. him. He's All like the our, want to be you. He's like our Urkel. Oh, yeah. I'm back. Did I do I'm that? I'm like a bad rash. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. Like I said last episode, I say it every time. You get We get the cow bump when you're on. Whenever whenever you're on the show, viewership spikes. So One whole extra listener. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to do an episode where Cal just records his own episode of Radiovania. It's like Castaway. Cool. So we just like leave him to his own devices. <laughs> Can we have the Uncle Cal takeover? Can we? Do yeah, that? yeah. You're like talking to like a volleyball, and you're like you're you're like Last but, Jedi sucks. <laughs> it'd be yeah, like paint, a, paint a beard on the face of the ball, and it's Zach. <laughs> It would be like those shitty Twitch streams where people just do nothing to get money, except for it would be it would be Uncle Cal sitting there eating like the Funfetti corn chips or whatever for like <laughs> yeah. two hours. Candy Funfetti candy corn. Candy corn. Fucking amazing. Good. Yeah, not bad. I was the honestly de- shocked at how much I liked them. The dehydrated Skittles were yes, amazing. Yeah. yeah, you. Where did you find those fucking things on the black market? Where? <laughs> uh, someone gave me a bag of them from like Utah. And okay. then uh, I found them at like the farmer's market here. Like Got it. A, a lady that has her food dehydrator. And then it's oh. funny because my sister, Jonathan's mother, described them as those weird fruit things that you had. <laughs> or dehydrated fruit things. And I'm like, they're Skittles. What the mom. hell? Mom. Poor mom. <laughs> what year were you born? Fruit things. Honestly, I liked them better than regular Skittles. Hot take. Oh, yeah. But. No, I hate Skittles, but... You guys are insane. Yeah, You've eaten them once, Zach. There's no way you like them more than a lifetime's worth of Skittles. Dude, I can't tell you the last time that I craved or had a regular Skittle. 
Yeah. I just don't like candy you, anymore. You don't crave candy in general, no. so you're I bad. I don't crave like sweets. Yeah. Have yeah. you had um, Skittles gummies? No. Because those are pretty amazing too. What are they like? Um, like lifesavers, like rings, or are they just like little drops? Well, they're round, but they're gummies. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen those at all. I'll have uh, to look for it. Have to bring I would totally here. do a whole episode on candy. Yeah. That would actually be a really fun topic if we just did like taste testing all these wacky. Cal dresses up like Willy Wonka and he brings us a bunch of candy to try. <laughs> Come with me. Okay. I'll even sing. I'll try to do the flip too and break my fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally see you like blowing out a knee or something, like trying to be Gene Potter. <laughs> he rolls just over on get my up. head. <laughs> oh god. Is well, thank dead? you all. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Obviously, as I said off the top, this is Radiovania. We're a nerd culture, pop culture podcast where we get together every now and then, and we talk about fun stuff, movies, TV, video games, comics, uh, pop culture, sports, whatever's going on in the big wide world out there. We're here to discuss it. We're, we're just good friends talking. So if you like listening to good friends talking, you found the right place. And we, hey, we can be your friend. If you want to reach out, we can be your buddy. <laughs> You can email us. Email I us a rate. Here in Austin, especially if you're in the Texas area. If you're at the following, if you're near the following address, knock on this door with reckless abandon, uh, <laughs> and send an email to Radiovania Show at gmail.com. Follow us at Radiovania on Twitter. Uh, go to Radiovania.com. That's got all of our old podcasts, all of the episodes. You can catch up, subscribe, give us a like, give us a review, a thumbs up, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Uh, spread the word. Let everybody know. There's a couple chuckleheads, white bearded Midwestern guys talking and then one guy from the south so texas is not really the south it's kind of its own thing it's fucking texas man (laughs) (laughs) don't mess with texas um so yeah big show big big show ahead of us today lots of fun stuff to talk about we're gonna talk about um bob bob paycheck coming back to to ruin some lives we're gonna talk about streaming we got a bunch of trailers including uh the mario brothers trailer guardians 3 indiana jones and then we're gonna do our review of the christmas story christmas and guardians holiday special so we're kicking off december right with a bunch of christmasy shit it's a fun episode we got a lot of stuff uh jam-packed in there um but before we get to the news and the topics of the show uh what you been up to boys and i'd like to start with cal yeah. Yeah. That's what have you fair. been up to, Cat? What the fuck? <laughs> Do I? I usually. Start. I always go first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it gives me time to think about what I've been up to. Oh, then I can. I can. We can. We can go, John, first. No, I refuse. Okay. That's fine. I mean, uh, since I since we last talked to the uh, Radiovania audience, what have I been up to? Yeah, like a week. Yeah. Yeah. Up to? <laughs> since playing. since you flew back, you got you got stuck well, in a fucking hellish flight. It sounds like. Yeah, I got uh, I got delayed on the way back, but you know it was all right. I mean, I was upgraded. I was in first class. I was drunk. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I brought the Alien game back with me. Um, mm. Planned on taking it to uh, my local game store and hosting a Tuesday night gaming with uh, the Alien game and teach other oh, people how to play. That'd be Are you serious? Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do it. I got wow. Yeah, so they do Tuesday night open gaming at Tribe. On uh, South Lamar, you know. Take Austin. the uh, take the Groundhog Day game as backup too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll have to learn to count. Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Other than that, I saw uh, 
Let's see, what did I see? I went to uh, Terror Tuesday at the Alamo here and saw Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Amazing. <laughs> what and the fuck? <laughs> if you have not seen it. Um, the Alamo here on uh, South Lamar does uh, Terror Tuesdays and Weird Wednesdays where they show some completely amazing stuff. The Blob is coming up this week. Oh, the Blob. The original or the remake? Uh, which is the one with Kevin Dillon. Gotta that be might the remake, be the remake. Right? That's got to be the remake, yeah. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, the 1988 one. Yeah, amazing, right? So that's going to be Tuesday. You know, there's just uh, just crazy stuff you never would see. So it's really <laughs> nice, and a lot of times it's 35-millimeter prints that haven't been really shown in, in a long time and stuff. And so I have uh, did that. We're going to see, uh, as I said before, what's a, what was this movie called? Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Going to see that tomorrow. Can't wait to see the, you know, Finnish Christmas movie that it is. And, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, trying to get through life day to day till I'm back in beautiful Alabama hanging out with uh, Swamp Song <laughs> there. Or wait, wait, we call him December Song now. And uh, December Song. Yeah, Christmas Song. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll see you in like two weeks, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, side note there. We, we The Alamo is just the best place on earth. Can we agree on that? agree pretty awesome like yeah. the fact that they're just hosting these random movie nights and you get to go and you have memberships and then you were telling me on black friday i don't know if we talked about this on the past show but um you got a black friday deal whatever they were doing like a whole hundred dollar gift cards for like 75 bucks or something like that like they were just giving away money yeah 65 dollars actually so it's 35 percent off it's amazing and you know just uh the whole venue set up and it's really comfortable and inviting when i first moved to austin i didn't know anybody and so i had the alamo when i moved here and it was just great being able to go there and meet people that were just as weird about movies as I was. And, uh, you know, and to see stuff that was like home. I went every week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, if there was one in here, I would, uh, I'd never leave. I'd pitch a tent. <laughs> That's the guy who showers in the bathroom. Don't worry. He's harmless. <laughs> <laughs> Better not, talk during, the, better not talk during the movie or bring your kids or else yeah, he'll don't, your Don't take kids out. and he'll probably ask you about Wes Anderson in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't talk. If your cell phone rings, you're getting kicked out. <laughs> That's why I love it. What's the thing? It's uh, I've been to a lot of the theaters, but this is the only one where I can like, if somebody's talking next to me, I can write on the movie on a little piece of paper, like person next to me is talking and put it up and they'll like, Come talk to him, give him one warning, and then you're out of here. Fuck yeah, it's the best. It's exactly how I want my theater experience, like the Gestapo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, what about you, my friend John? What about oh, you? You know, I've just been watching America's Greatest Television Show, Yellowstone, season five. Oh. Um, it's well underway. We're about four episodes in out of ten, I think. I think they do ten. They might do thirteen. I don't remember, but. Zach got to watch one with me and my family, and it was the worst episode of Yellowstone to date. And uh, yeah, you so couldn't have planned we, this any worse. <laughs> we continue our streak of I tried to get him to watch The Flash one time, and it was the worst episode of The Flash. And then I'm just reliving bad memories. So, but yeah, no, uh, Yellowstone is back, and it's been pretty fucking great. And then Rick and Morty's back too. So I've been watching yeah. a lot of that. Oh yeah, finally got caught up, baby. Jesus baned me. <laughs> 
<laughs> how much more to the second season is there? Like, how many episodes? Because I think I caught up on all the first half of the season, but then they did the hiatus. How much mm-hmm. is left? There's two more since the hiatus. So they're up to eight. And then there will be two more after that. No, we need more. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. They're only 20 episodes into their 80-something episode contract, so we, we will be getting more. But the, I think they're going to definitely definitely be ready for all these creative oh, hiatuses, which honestly, given how good these two episodes were, it's fine. And I have to say, they, they went back and righted wrongs in one of these episodes where it was one of my least favorite episodes of Rick and Morty, and they actually like went back and like were like, yeah, we, we, really, we realized that wasn't a great episode, so here's how we're trying to fix it. Yeah, it's good. good what episode did they fix? Do you remember what the title is? I don't remember what the title. I don't remember what any of the titles are. It's the one yeah. where they're on the story train. Yeah, the story train, and at the end they had the the you know www story train to buy it, and then they're like, and, the, and then the link didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I want to catch up on Rick and Morty. I was not feeling the first half of the season like that much. I thought there were some funny moments, but like it didn't. It wasn't, I just didn't, it, nothing struck me like funny wise like at the other seasons. So you guys are saying that the next half is like redeemed basically all that. Like I think so. Cal, have you seen this past Sundays with Pissmaster? Yeah. Pissmaster is oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, I saw Pissmaster. Pissmaster <laughs> <Piss> <laughs> rules. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hashtag Pissmaster rules. <laughs> Hashtag Pissmaster is the good guy the whole time. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, check yeah, it out. Zach's like, I have no context. <laughs> no context. All right. I love. Moving on. Just the endless creativity of those guys, though. Like, well, that's man, the that's the best part. They go for a while. That's the best part about Rick and Morty is it's the only show that's like unspoilerable. Yeah, I mean, like, same with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, yeah, you can maybe spoil a joke for somebody if you really want to break down semantics, but it's not like there's like an overarching plot yeah. that if you were to watch it out of order, you'd be totally confused. It's already confusing every week when you, you know what I mean? When you go into it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. It's like a box of chocolates, bitch. Any interdimensional cable yet this season? I would say the first episode after the hiatus, episode seven, is the closest to interdimensional cable that you will get this this season. They're not going back to that well, though. They they did it twice, and then they started making fun of themselves for doing it twice. So, oh my god, they should do so, one every season. I don't care. I don't they care do one every right, season, but it's just formatted differently. So, like the vat of acid was their interdimensional cable a couple of seasons ago, but it's just formatted differently so that they're not doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. this one was like remember the uh, the game console, right? With the uh, the really realistic games. No. <laughs> turn it up to no. Turn it up to oh. Nine. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the one where he's like he works at a rug shop and then gets cancer and dies or whatever. Roy, Roy, <laughs> this, this guy's got... taking Roy off the grid. <laughs> well, that was the that hilarious. You got I... cancer and then went back to the carpet store. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so it's just Yellowstone and Rick and Morty this past week, right? Yeah, nothing big, mean, nothing else on the docket. Willow. No, oh Cal yeah, that's right. Willow. Yeah, since yeah. neither of us neither of us watched it, uh, and also we've never seen the original movie, right? You've never seen the original, Jonathan. That's correct. Okay, I've never seen it either. 
I think I, I, I gave could... you the Blu-ray, didn't I? Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably watch it. I gave you the Blu-ray like ten years ago. Yeah, did you want that back? I thought that was a gift. <laughs> no, just watch the damn thing. I'll pro- okay, I'll make you a solemn pact. I will watch it after this episode tonight before I go All to bed. Right. How's that sound? That's great, but I won't. You can watch, watch the whole two and a half hour long movie. <laughs> this is it two and a half hours? I'm pretty sure it's like an epic. Sure. I'll do the it. Movie, the movie's better than the show, so Love my guy Ron Howard. I'll shell out my time for him. Yeah, so you're first, not a you're not a fan? Not so far. I thought it was uh, you know, teen drama stuff, a lot of uh you know angst of I'm gotta marry this guy because I'm the princess and he's the prince and blah 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 blah. So it's like House of the Dragon. Uh, I'm not even caught up on that, so <laughs> I mean, it was just a lot of pretty kids running around <laughs> fighting fighting like monsters and stuff that they probably shouldn't be is work in it in the first how many episodes have you seen two. they, they two. dropped two on launch oh they're doing week to week huh interesting yeah is he in the first two he is yeah how's he oh he's great i mean come on yeah I mean, come on he's a legend yeah but the problem is, is they kind of sidelined him a little oh focusing more on the teens that's what they fucking do, man. That's that's the easiest way. Uh-huh. It's like you, uh, he fucking gets a paycheck, and then you just make the show about the younger characters that can do action sequences. I mean, Warwick Davis is what? How old? Fucking 50? 60? He could do action. Come on. He can do action, but it's like... Harrison Ford's 80 fucking years old. Kid. He's running around fighting Nazis still. I know, and they're going to kill him. <laughs> shut up. You shut He's your fucking whore mouth. He's going to turn into a pile of dust on that set. <laughs> He's, gonna, be, uh, He's 50, right? How old does work? I'm looking, looking it up. up. I bet you he's like 58. While you're looking that up, would it surprise you, Cal, that the Willow season 52. one has an 80, 52? Yeah, wow, yeah. that's crazy. Would it surprise you to know that Willow season one has an 83% critical approval recommendation on Rotten Tomatoes? 83%. How many uh-huh. reviews? 54. It's mm, pretty good. Hey, I mean... It's not for everybody, though. You know, we talk about this all the time. Just because sure. there's a positive re- review on Rotten Tomatoes does not mean that it's going to appeal to all the three of us. You know, I, th- I think it was tough, though, that like they tried to get Val Kilmer. I read a thing where they tried to get Val Kilmer back for it, you know, and he just couldn't do it. And they're saying yeah, yeah. that his character's not over, you know, they could bring him back for season two if he could do it. But I mean, it was it was tough. How for him. sick would that be? He's just like the, the silent Mad Mardigan. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's great. You know his name, but you haven't seen the damn movie. Yeah, dude. I know pop culture. They find him on the side of the road. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> on the side of the road, yes. Yeah, exactly. Crossroads, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But uh, I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah, good. I think, uh, you know, it was there were some good things about it. It was great seeing Willow. It was great seeing all the original people back, too, of like the... Uh, I, I don't even remember the name, but the guy that was like his sidekick, his friend was there, his daughter. I don't know if that was the, the same actress that played his daughter in the movie, but they had his daughter's character. She was great. I mean, they just they, they threw in some some nods there, um, you know, seeing uh, was her name? Joan Wally Kilmer. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, I mean, nice. Bond. Love it. So I'll keep watching. I'm not saying that it's going to be Moon Knight where I'm just going to like walk away and then come back like months later and be like, well, I got to finish this, right? 
It might be. Uh, I'll watch it every week. It's only two episodes in. I'm really curious to watch it because I, I, no one's talking about it. That's the interesting thing to me is that like they're dumping a lot. I saw this. I saw them advertising the shit out of this on Thursday Night Football, and then at the gym this week, I was just like flipping through the televisions on the 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 treadmill, and they were advertising Willow, and I've seen mobile advertisements, but nobody's talking about it. And like, I'm I'm curious like. It's got a cr- good critical review, and people. I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm curious. I wonder if it turns a corner and gets better after these first two episodes. But I'll give it a watch eventually. I just need to get to the first movie first. I just read the premise of the original Willow. This is a good one sentence premise. You ever read like a one sentence premise and you're like, "Nice job." A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. A lot of proper nouns in there, but uh, pretty cool. <laughs> You're the babe with the power. Power of voodoo. You know, you know who is in it, though, is uh, Aaron Kelly Man. Do we know, uh, or shall I say, Infant's Nest? Oh, really? Yeah. She's in it? As well as Falcon and Winter Soldier. That that uh, villain sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Carly yeah. Rosenthal or whatever. Is that her name? In Falcon, that's her name. That, yeah, I mean, they, oh, they ten- want to make, make her a star. Zach, did you know that Tony Rivalori's in this? In Willow? Yeah. Who's t- I'm looking for Tony Revolori. He's the guy from oh, Grand Budapest. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did not know that he was in Willow. And our yeah. guy, Jonas Swaltimo, who plays Chewbacca. He's in it. That's cool. Cool. I'm going to check this out. I'm going I'm to get into Willow. I'm going to be a Willow guy by the next be a big Willow guy. <laughs> Jonas is only in three episodes. I don't think we've seen him yet. If we did, he's in a lot of makeup. He probably is. They don't, you know, he was a Wookiee. So he's also not the best actor. I like him. What do you mean? He's a Wookiee. What do you mean he's not the best actor? Sorry. I thought we were still talking about the other guy. (laughs) I mean, he basically plays Tony Tony Revolori, plays the guy you've seen in everything, right? I like that you were about to flay me for my hot take on <laughs> I was on so mad. I was like, you he's were like, great. You were like, I saw it in your eyes. You were like, Zach's gone too far. He's critiquing <laughs> I was, I was. My next sentence out of my mouth was going to be Jonas's acting in Rise of Skywalker when Chewie finds out that Leia is dead. It's the best acting that I've seen from somebody that doesn't speak English in years. <laughs> That's funny shit, man. Holy cow. All right. Cool. So Willow, keep we're gonna keep watching it. I'm excited to hear your review. Willow watch with Cal. The, yeah, Willow watch. But uh, when one show ends, another one shows up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Exactly. That's what they want you to do, man. It's yeah. Playing right into their hands. Then we'll have some. Bob Iger's got you by the ball sack. He's tickling them, and I mean, we're what? We're only less than a month and a half from The Last of Us, so. God, be prepared, motherfuckers, because that's going down. We're going to do a three hour. It's going down. <laughs> do you think by the end of watching that show, you're going to be. I love it so much, or I would rather have played the game again. I really question. I really hope for John's mental sanity that it's good, because if it's bad, I think we might be the most. De- this might be the most depressing podcast yeah, of all time. I think no matter how good it is, you're still going to go. Gosh, the game was so much better. Sure, I mean, there's I, no way that I agree. No way. That's that's any through that game. 
That's any adaptation, though. I mean, for years, people for uh, literally as long as adaptations have existed, it's always oh, the book is better. Even though yeah. I prefer the Lord of the Rings movies to the books. I forget so it's who, like, I, who I saw in an interview where they said, "If you want to remake a movie, you should go find a bad movie and remake it, because the only way to go is up. But if you're trying to remake a good movie, you're screwed, right?" And so it's the same thing, like. How in the world, like for a game that I've replayed, and I don't replay games a lot, and I'm I think I'm now that was four. I just finished it for the fourth time. That's chump change, man. And how many times <laughs> have you done? Two hundred and fifty hours worth of part one. But so, but and how many times is that playing it through? Is that just going? I don't. Flat? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Probably more than forty. <laughs> I don't know I don't anymore. Know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I agree like 99% with you, Cal. Like, I definitely think that if you want to remake something, go find something bad that needs remaking. I hate I hate the idea of just blindly remake. Like, when they when the big remake run was happening like a, like 10 years ago where it was like they did Total Psycho. Recall and RoboCop and all that bullshit, and they were just like remaking all these like really good movies. It's like, why not try and do that with something like not so popular? You're talking about, you're talking about Total Recall with Colin Farrell? Yeah, that movie slaps. That movie's yeah. awesome. What? <laughs> no, it was, Oceans, it was Ocean's Eleven. Is where I heard that. Where they said they took because Ocean's Eleven, the original, was such a bad movie. Yeah, Rat Pack. Like, we'll just remake this, and how can we go wrong? Yeah, I do think that the only thing with The Last of Us is that you know they're bringing on like a lot of the original like the visions behind the game, and I think that they're going to go into it saying like, well, maybe we can adapt this, but also change some certain things to make it a different enough viewing viewing experience for the audience and i don't know here's i mean my thing is that i think that the last of us the hbo last of us is fits into a slightly different level of excitement for me because there's never been a good video game adaptation ever and i think this is the closest chance we got i, I don't think if this i think if this can't do it nothing can at this point you know what i mean Critically acclaimed series director, the guy that did Chernobyl. You have the writer of the games. You have a star, like a great fucking cast. HBO is putting a shit ton of money into this thing. It looks great. Like, I don't know. The big thing will be, is it different enough from the game that you can kind of compartmentalize them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where, because that's the thing that Zach and I talked about when we tried to predict what we thought the episode layouts were going to be and i laid it out perfectly because you can break up the game into 10 chapters if you want to do 10 episodes and he was like you brought up a good point zach which is like yeah but if they break it up that succinctly won't you like you'll still be excited to watch each episode but you'll know what's coming like immediately next week wouldn't you rather than mix it up a little bit so that you don't know what's coming I think they're going to take some creative risks, and whether they new work characters, or not, for sure. New characters. I think they're. I I still stand by my prediction where I think there's going to be a lot more before Outbreak Day. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of showing what people's lives were like before the virus. In uh, Austin. In Austin, Fuck yeah. yeah, baby. It's going to be <laughs> they like didn't lost shoot there, though, right? Yeah. They didn't shoot in Texas. No, no Vancouver. Right. Vancouver. So, that's right. That was so crazy on this playthrough. I haven't played it through since I've been in Austin and then I played, I, you know, I started playing and I'm like, holy crap, this is all set in Austin because all the highway signs, you know, are yeah. all like, okay, yeah. I know all these highways now. But, 
Oh, no, I, I want to play the game. I'm not. I'm not watching Willow tonight. I'm gonna play the. <laughs> <laughs> I want to back up to a comment, Zach. No good video game movies, huh? No, I don't think there's been a single. Okay, maybe good. There's not been a single great video game adaptation because, yeah. like, the Sonic movies or whatever, they're stupid. Uncharted yeah. movie was. I hated it, but I thought I you kind of liked it. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't like walk out wanting to kill myself. I thought it was like an okay experience. I would I would watch the Mortal Kombat movie before I would watch Uncharted again, I think. Mortal Kombat was okay. The old Street Fighter movie with Van Damme is pretty funny, but not like good funny. It's like like haha, that's kind of we're laughing along with it. But you're yeah. also you're also like narrative critical video games haven't been around that long either. Exactly. Yeah. They've only so been around for a small for sample size. 20 years. Right? Yeah, good point. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, the second highest video game adaptation is Angry Birds 2. (laughs) Yeah. I got nothing. (laughs) Tomb Raider? What about those? The Emily, the, oh, are you talking about the Angelina Jolie ones? I've never seen any of the Angelina Jolie Tomb Or Alicia Vikander. She's a smoke show. Holy cow. Yeah, I thought what the a, first Angelina Jolie one was good. I what about uh? It's not great, but our Jake Gyllenhaal and Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. <laughs> that movie's booty. <laughs> that movie sucks dick. I'm just gonna work my way through the list. Uh, what about the Warcraft movie? Do you ever see the Warcraft? I never movie? saw it. Never saw I heard it. it wasn't terrible. I saw that trailer ten times because it was before The Force Awakens. So. Yeah. That was awful. Um. So many Resident Evil movies. And they're all terrible. Pokemon movies. Detective Pikachu was pretty good, actually. That's the fourth highest. That might be that might be the best one for me. If it didn't have Brian Reynolds doing the voice, would you have liked it as much? No, not even. If it was Danny DeVito, would you have liked it more? Samuel L. Jackson. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Pikachu, motherfucker. Have you seen you didn't try and watch that, did you, Cal? Detective Pikachu? Oh, it, yeah. You watched it. Did you just hate all those kids? I hated them. Everyone. They were all terrible. <laughs> Holy shit. This is so awful. That Justice Smith guy, he should just quit acting. He's yeah. terrible. I don't know how he keeps getting roles. He's in fucking Jurassic World 2 and 3. God. He's barely in 3, though. Let's be honest. Okay. Anyway. Well, I think we've meandered enough through the what we've been up to that I think it's time to get to the meat of today's pod. And we're going to take a little trip with the Batarang over to the news flashpoint. Sorry, I had to burp. All right, first up on the docket. Um, good morning, aviators. This is your paycheck speaking. Uh, Top Gun hey. is returning to theaters for two weeks. So from December 2nd, Today, until the 15th, Maverick is coming back to theaters for a two-week run right before the holidays. Uh, they're trying to go for every cent, every Here's possible the thing, cent. thing, though. I might go see it again. So, yeah. wait, is it, where is it on the highest grossing? Is, is it I'm pulling that up right now. Cal, you saw Maverick, right? Yeah. What'd you think? Hey, let me know it's a great movie. I loved it. Do you think it's a best picture contender? You don't think it'll get nominated? Oh, it'll probably get nominated, especially if they go to 10, right? Yeah, they're going to 10 this year, they already said. It'll get nominated. Yeah. So right now, it's sitting at 1.4 
billion dollars. Hell yeah, baby. Um, which makes it. I like your, so little, your radar sound. You like R2's, creeps and R2's little dish. Yeah. Like All-time worldwide box office, it's sitting at number 11. Wow, okay. So what are they trying to crack right? the top 10? Not crack the top 10 yet, but they could in this like two-week run. And you know what movie they're trying to beat? Endgame. Endgame is mm. number two. Remember? Endgame is number two. Right below to, Avatar. Are they trying to beat... Pirates of the Caribbean? No. I have no idea. Yes. I'll give you a hint. It's been a long Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Furious 7. Yeah, mm. Furious 7 is number 10 with $1.5 So it only needs roughly $30 million more to, oh. to beat Furious 7. So well, that's, why, that's why they're putting it back in theaters, because they just need $30 million. They're putting it back in theaters on the day of Paul Walker's life? <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> What? It's his birthday today, I think. No, his birth. I don't think it was today. <laughs> but man, <laughs> that's harsh. Tom Cruise is a stone cold bastard. <laughs> his birthday is September twelfth. He he I died see, like in November. I can see Tom. You sure Cruise about that? I'm like a hundred percent positive. Being like, look up, look up Paul Walker's birthday. That's what I'm releasing. Yeah, yeah he died on <laughs> November thirtieth. Okay, so that was two days ago. Close enough. I mean. Come on. Dressed as Les Grossman from uh, Tropic Thunder and being like, we're doing it. Yeah, a whole pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> you take a step back and fuck your face. <laughs> and it's really interesting, too, looking at the numbers, too, because this movie can make some serious jumps here because it's only about 30 million away from beating Furious 7. It's only it's about 32 million away from beating Avengers, the 2012 Avengers. God, I hope it beats Avengers. That'd be awesome. But here's the fucking stupid... All these movies then, they'll just be like, yeah, let's just start leapfrogging them up. Yep. Wait. Here's the stupid trivia, real quick. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It needs um, about 80 million dollars, if my math is right. No. It needs like $120 million to beat The Lion King from 2019, the the, reboot, the remake. Really? Wait, the reboot made that much money? 2019's The Lion King is the eighth highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. That's why, that's why Favreau got to make Book of Boba Fett. He can literally do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. huh. 1. 1.6 billion that Lion King movie. Wait, made. so go ahead. Can you, read us, can you read us, Zach? Read us the top 10 real quick. Okay, from 10, it's Furious 7. Number 9 is The Avengers 2012. Number 8 is The Lion King 2019. Number 7 is Jurassic World. Number 6 is Spider Man No Way Home. Number 5 is Avengers Infinity War. Number 4 is The Force Awakens. Number 3 is Titanic. Number 2 is Endgame. And number 1 is Avatar. And these are not adjusted for inflation, right? Um, so I would assume just, this is just all-time dollars amount. All That's crazy dollars. that Titanic is still that high. Oh, Isn't that yeah. crazy? Ninety-seven. Whoo, man! Big Jim, baby, he's coming back. Two point two billion dollars for Titanic. Yeah, I actually I've kind of joined the the cult of Cal. I think I'm I'm getting more excited for Avatar. I've been watching a lot of videos of James Cameron going into the Marianas Trench, and I'm like, this motherfucker knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
The guy knows how to tell a story. Oh. He's, he's a visual talking. visual when genius. When is when's opening? For December seventeenth. Okay. Get your tickets now, folks. Now, it's gonna Cal- sell out. If you when are you coming into Bama? You could wait. We could see it together. I come in on the twenty first, so yeah, we can see mm. it on the twenty second. I'll wait. You wanna wait? Sure, and then we can like Skype Zach in over our shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and we'll pirate it for him. All three in three hours and ten minutes. Just put me on FaceTime. That's what James. That's how James Cameron would want me to watch his yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what he FaceTime. would want. Mm, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for it, especially when the alien shows up. Yeah. Especially so this, this brings me to an interesting question, because they do like fathom events and stuff, right? Is there like a statue of limitations for when you can re-release a movie if the movie just wanted to start? making more money like they recently re-released the first avatar and that probably helped boost its stats a little bit so you could just no statute of limitations you could release titanic again and it would still count count. they did titanic 3d remember that yeah but they don't count like raiders has been re-released in the theaters like it has to be an official re-release not like we're doing a screening over the that's what i'm saying like it like can studios just be like, hey, yeah, we're we're just we're gonna re-release Jaws. Like if Universal was like, let's just put Jaws in every okay. July Fourth. So think about the box office for like the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, they insane. That like all the time because there's That's, no whole video, so they count those numbers. They counted all those numbers and for like A New Hope and Empire and everything. Yeah, I mean they did the same thing with Gone with the Wind. That's why it's number one all time, adjusted yeah. for inflation. Yeah. So I mean, it's the they can do it and they'll count it because it's an official re you know a re-release or whatever. And they're they're doing it. I guess it has to be over so many screens, right? Yeah. What's the movie that you guys would most be like? Oh, they're re-releasing this for two weeks. I'm gonna go see it at least two times. Two times. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. You have to go two times in two weeks. Um. I've never seen The Shining in a theater. I'd love to see that like restored for like an IMAX presentation good, or something like that. Answer. That'd be fucking awesome. That's um, a good answer, Zach. I, I know I would go see The Dark Knight in IMAX again. Sure. I, like that's one of those movies that I saw in IMAX and was just stunning, right? Because they shot it with the IMAX camera for however many scenes, like six or seven scenes in the movie, right? One of the first movies to ever do so. Yeah. yeah. No when they cut back and forth through it but and it was hardly it wasn't like shockingly noticeable right yeah uh, if they let's see if i could see the uh star wars episode two, i knew you were about to say that oh <laughs> yeah i'd go see that i'd go see it twice i'd probably go see it every night for two weeks because it was so amazing yeah i think i'd probably i think i have two and they're based off of the fact that I don't think they're super popular. So I, I would want to go to see it and hope that there are people seeing it for the first time so I can hear people's reactions to it. And that's the prestige. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to see that yeah. in theater with people, especially if people haven't seen it and they get that twist and they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and then the second one, I got to play to my strengths. I'd love to see the town in theaters. I never got to see it in theaters. So who's Cowboy taken? The Ben Affleck Film Festival, man. We got to set it up. Yeah, yeah. Cal, hosted in sunny, <laughs> hosted in sunny Newburgh Heights, Cleveland. It's, it's called BAFF, B-A-F-F, Ben Affleck what? Film Festival. 
he would show up. I'm sure he would. If he to play <laughs> something. Like, hey, we're screening all the Affleck movies. Yeah, like we tell him Ana de Armas is already here. He'll be like, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> J-Lo shows up. Oh, that'd be awesome. If Jenny from the block was in my house and she's like, where's the bathroom? I'd be like, wow, this is surreal. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't use the bathroom. You know that. <laughs> she holds it all the time. No, she doesn't have to. because She converts just, it into what? energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Different being. <laughs> all right. We got to move on. Uh, Bob Chapek. We got some news about old penny pincher Bob. Uh, Counter Bob. Bean Counter Bob, as people like to call him. Apparently, he was shifting budgets to disguise Disney Plus's massive monetary losses. A uh, Wall Street Journal article wrote, people familiar with the matter shared that sh- shared that shows intended to be uh, Disney Plus originals, including things like, tell me if you've heard any of these fucking pieces of shit, The Mysterious Benedict Society and Doogie Kame. Doogie Kame Aloha or something like that. Uh, Aloha MD so it's like a Doogie Howser MD spinoff in Hawaii in Hawaii wait was that that. where the it was the female Doogie Howser or is this a different one I don't know I mean I saw (laughs) I I thought there was something like that oh really (laughs) yeah no but I thought that wasn't on Disney Plus was it I thought that they put that on like ABC or well they own ABC too here's the here's the thing yeah. These the a lot of lower budget a lot of lower um, performing less critically favored like widely viewed shows were being aired on other networks such as the Disney Channel or what I'm guessing you were probably saying was something like an ABC so that their production and marketing budgets wouldn't be counted against Disney Plus in this way the streaming service was seen as losing less money on original content um, so it seems like Disney Plus is actually not doing maybe as well as we would think in terms of garnering revenue from original content and chapek was shifting these releases so that they would be those losses those planned losses that they knew they weren't going to make back on doogie aloha md was gonna was gonna hit on their tv budget (laughs) and not on the disney plus budget because that's what's big now is that companies want streaming to be successful and not network television so um interesting i think that's one of the more interesting shady fucking insider things that i've heard in a long time from such a big name what about you guys yeah. oh, definitely. i mean this is probably one of the reasons why he's gone so well in the theme park stuff i mean people are ready yeah. to riot over all that stuff yeah that's true they're still gonna come for him for that yeah no they will i mean that's all it is is like people are so mad about the theme park prices and all the changes there and but does this does this mean like Andor went on hulu for the first two episodes are on Hulu now. I saw that, yeah. Is, is this kind of following the same strategy to try to spread it out, or what's... I don't think so, because I think Andor is probably contributing to gain, because that show... Definitely I mean, the show, Andor's gain. not doing, like, super well in terms of numbers, like, in terms of what I've heard from people talking about, like, analytics. It's not... It's no, nowhere near as close to being as watched as stuff like the MCU content, or Obi-Wan, or... Um, any of that stuff like tell me andor didn't didn't crack like ms marvel it's probably on the same tier let me Uh, i want to see they don't the problem is is that they don't release numbers like they don't release numbers unless they have something to say so all this is just insider talk from people where they're like i've heard through the grapevine it's not doing very well but everybody that i talk to is watching andor like as soon as it comes out like nobody i know 
for that, but you know, I just talked to a bunch of nerds. So yeah, we run in a very specific community. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in our community is probably watching it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the theme park stuff. Yeah, it's just interesting to see this whole fall of Bob, Bob uh, Chappick and then the rise of Iger again. The the Undertaker of Bob Iger <laughs> coming out of the fucking coffin. The Undertaker. Um, but uh, it still was on his watch with the Star Wars Hotel, right? I think too. so. The the Halcyon that costs your he's whole definitely life the guy who set the price point for that for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm you know I'm still it'll happen. I'll still pay for it at some point and go. But but here's the thing is like you kids in the bunk beds while I'm laying out on the the king size. Well, if they de- if they <laughs> decrease the cost of it, wouldn't more people go? Yes, the problem solved. What would it take? At like, what? How much? Because isn't it like six? It's like four or five thousand dollars for like yeah, one like night. Yeah, it's like five. It's like five grand for two people. Right? Two people. Two people. Two nights. Four right? Or is it one night? Oh, no, it's it's two nights. You get theme park. Everything's included there. So I mean, come on. You seen the price of the tickets? What they raised them to? You got to pay for parking. You got to pay for this. <laughs> You gotta reserve your churro if you want it. You gotta reserve your churro. Dude, the food reservation thing is insane. We went to Disneyland this summer at Celebration. And Cal was like, yeah, I could just pre-order a burger. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we just go pick it up. Otherwise, we're gonna be waiting in line for an hour. And you know I don't like lines. And I was like, oh, this is the future, I guess. So are not waiting in line for this corn dog. Boop. Yep. There we go. We went and picked it up. It was wild absolutely wild yeah like oh. when we got we, what was it margaritas at that one place and i just ordered them on my phone we walked yeah up, here's my margaritas thank you it's crazy i mean like pretty soon we're just like you're gonna be able to order it from your phone and then a robot's gonna make your margarita for you so yeah it's gonna be great i love that robot droids <laughs> b2 b2 make my b2. margarita here's my medicine <laughs> Speaking of uh, droids, sort of segue here. Uh, Mando season three sets March release date. So I don't know if this was ever officially official, but um, yeah, March first, huh? March first, twenty twenty three. Fuck yeah! Soon. So soon. You guys so excited? Soon. We know Cal's excited. Thank God, Grogu's coming back soon. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, what are you looking forward to in Mando season three? <laughs> Well, I can't say the Razor Crest. Um, Harsh. Yeah, but now he's got that fucking sweet ass goddamn Nabu whatever fighter. that thing is. Yeah, the Nabu fighter. That thing is awesome. Whatever. whatever. With the little cockpit for Grogu. Are you kidding me? How could you not love that creature, man? Yeah, but are you gonna you gonna fly twelve to twenty hours in a ship that small? Luke did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he put himself in that Jedi trance. What's Mando doing sitting there? He's sleeping. Yeah, this dick, dude. That's yeah, yeah, Starfighter. They a cockpit for a reason. <laughs> like I know, I'll spin. <laughs> I love the Naboo fighters. Don't you dare blaspheme the Naboo yeah, fighters. I'm not saying anything about the fighter, but when they turn into a deep space first, track, come on. first piece of concept art for the prequels, the yeah. Naboo fighter. No, I'm not, so I'm not talking the fighter as it is. I'm talking about when you say <laughs> I'm going to convert a fighter into something. I'm going to fly 12 hours to another fucking planet. In. 
It's called hyperspace, Cal. It's not actually 12 hours. Oh, really? You've seen yeah. the first movie, right? Where they uh-huh. sit there and they're like bored as hell playing chess. And <laughs> That's, That was probably like two hours top to get tops to get to all uh-huh. I'm surprised yeah. you don't like the Naboo fighter thing because they got Grogu and that thing looking like a Nutribullet. <laughs> like, oh, like, he hits the... If he hits I the wish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Well, point. if you watch, but if you watch the trailer, they they quickly ditch that little cockpit for a droid slot again because it looks like R 5s hanging out with Mando and Grogu. Nice. That's so, lame. I, mean, I like I like the cockpit. I mean, it'll be there for a while, but I mean, R five. Who doesn't love R five? He's got a bad oh. motivator. That's our I, boy. You guys were there. I want to see that Grogu blimp flying, floating down uh, in the whatever street that was in New York. So just think that was probably the most popular balloon at that whole parade. There were families that were probably like, okay, if we sit here at this corner in New York City for fucking this many hours, we're gonna get to see Grogu's ass as if Hey, you know what? I I guarantee you, every time every time Fabs is at wherever, whatever store he's at, and there's a piece of Grogu where she's probably like, That's my beach house. That's my fucking ski chalet. I mean, yep. that got cleaned it's, up. I mean, it's not often that somebody gets to create a character in Star Wars that people like, right? Yeah. So, like, Lucas obviously made a, a big bulk of all of them. F- Filoni gets to pin Ahsoka as, like, his main creation. But and then Favreau, I mean, Mando and Grogu are really popular characters. Yeah, but not even, like, that gets merged, right? Like, exactly. even Ahsoka gets merch, but not as much as Grogu. Like, Grogu right. is the face of fucking Star Wars now. Like, you I, can't know, get, I can't go buy a piece of merch without Grogu on it. You know that you've made it in the pop culture world if your character is on a design at, like, H&M. Or fucking <laughs> at, at Macy's. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, you could yeah. go into a Hot Topic and find an Ahsoka t-shirt, but, like, mo- motherfuckers are buying Grogu merchandise at, like, Sears. So, yeah. so give me... Let's let's do this real quick. This thought exercise. What's the Mount Rushdieable Star Wars characters? Things that you've seen on merch forever. Darth Grogu Vader, and Vader. Grogu. Vader, Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. R two. Boba Fett. Boba or R two? I feel like I'd see the droids. I would stuff. probably go R two over Boba. What about BB eight? I mean, when the prequel or the sequels big. were hot. BB-8 There's like chicks big. with BB eight tattoos out there, man. And I want to hit them up. <laughs> Cincinnati girl's got a BBA tattoo, actually. Yeah. What? You're mm-hmm. a Cincinnati girl? Mm-hmm. Hey. Shout out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, those are Mount Rushmore. I, I mean, I don't know. I think like from longevity though too. It's like Boba Fett seems to be out there like every year during like. Wow, well, gosh, I can't Boba even Fett, think, like. Like now, it's you, like you made a good call with the stormtrooper. I feel like I would not have pulled that out of my yeah, ass. But the stormtrooper like, helmet, stormtrooper, like Darth Vader, Grogu. Now are the three. If you get like coffee cups or whatever, those are the sure. three that are out there. I would almost say the Death Star is more merchandisable than some characters. So yeah, yeah if if objects stuff. or items could be merchandisable, I would also say like an X-wing or a Tie Fighter. Or a lightsaber. Or a light, just a lightsaber is probably... Lightsaber toothbrush, I think we've all had one of those. I remember Cal yeah. gave me, like, a lightsaber spoon mm-hmm. that would, like, you'd turn on... There you go, chopsticks. Lightsaber chopsticks. chopsticks. <laughs> I got those, too. <laughs> 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 those are amazing. <laughs> so awesome. 
These are bright as fuck, too. Mine look how light up. bright Those that is. Awesome. You look sick, dude. You look like Cal Kestis right now, getting in there. Oh, one, okay, one of them died. Wait. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, merchandising. Mando's yeah. coming back this March. We're all excited, I think. I'm excited. Cal's not yeah. looking forward to the next season of uh, The Grogu Show. I'm more is this the, is this the last season? No, they're going to keep this going until we're all dead. Yeah. Are they? Yep, or until they die. <laughs> By they, do you mean the creators or the characters? Both. <laughs> they Jesus. won't kill Grogu. He'll just Don't turn kill... to the dark side. I would rather keep Filoni alive than Grogu. They can kill Grogu before they kill Dave Filoni as a person. So. <laughs> I want to see Grogu with that red lightsaber glowing off his green That'd skin. That'd be fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> killing, killing younglings. Grogu turning to the dark side, and then like we just have to sit on it for like 10 years. And then they make a movie where Ray has to convince him to turn back to the light side. There yeah. you go. She goes and finds him on Dagobah. Let's let's do that movie. Here's what I here's what I want for season three. Here's what I Yo. want for season three, just because I love Uncle Cal. I want there to be an entire episode that's all Grogu, and there's like no spoken dialogue, and it's just like him out on the town, and, and mm. it's like like Grogu's day out, right? Grogu's day out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, eating he's eating people's food and their kids, their unborn children. Let's just do that because he's a mom. He just goes abortion <laughs> clinic. He's just hanging out. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, moving on. Amazon beat Netflix. It happened. Beat them in what? Prime Video has supplanted Netflix as the number one subscription streaming outlet in the United States in an annual ranking compiled by research firm Parks Associates. Um, Does that count, though, if you subscribe to something that gives you two-day free shipping? That's the thing, is that, like, you can't can't you just subscribe? You can just subscribe to Prime Video, though. Can you? I'm pretty sure Uh, you can. Outside the U.S., I think. Interesting. So the, then, why would anyone do count- that and just not subscribe to Amazon? Because you don't have like when I was in the Philippines, there was no Prime shipping. So, oh, but I, interesting. I, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. You know. Thank you, Cal. That's why you're here. You're here to learn us some things. Like, yeah, because yeah, that's exactly why I'm here. Not so it Cal- looks. <laughs> <laughs> Dance monkey. It- it looks like you can buy just a Prime Video merchant membership in the U.S. It's not eight ninety nine per month. Well, Prime costs fifteen per month, one hundred and thirty nine per year. The peripheral, just Prime Video. You can buy a subscription. No, no, for just... have you watched the show on Prime Video? Oh, <laughs> sorry, peripheral. No, I've not. That's good. Chloe Grace Morantz or whatever that show. It's 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 strong. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm watching more things on Prime now than Netflix. There you go. Cow cow is the solution. Yeah, yeah, I do. I no longer have a Netflix subscription. I canceled it. But you know what comes out next weekend on Netflix? I think is it the Glass Onion? Glass Onion. Mm, yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. But Wednesday. I Wednesday. note. Right. I want to clip that. I like Cal going. Mm, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am watching Wednesday on Netflix. So yeah, how do you like Wednesday? Yeah, you know, it could be better. It's no, I mean, it, she's, I, I watched some behind the scenes stuff and she really did her research about like from the dancing stuff where she yeah. did stuff, the original Adams family and stuff. So 
And I mean, they pay, they do a lot to it. I just, the chemistry between Catherine Zeta Jones and um, our man, um, I can't remember his name, but you know, Gomez <laughs> and Patricia. <laughs> it's not the same with how good it was between Raul Julia and um, Angelica. Yeah. I mean, just, you'll sure. never get that again. Damn. But, Timmy Burton, is he back? Did he ever Timmy, leave? He's getting there. It was funny. He's leaving. Had, there was one monster that they did a flash in one of the episodes, and it was totally like a Beetlejuice kind of thing for me. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they ever going to do Beetlejuice again? What's that? What, the Dumbo movie? Dumbo and both the Alice Wonderland movies. I never saw the second one, but I thought that first one was oh, fucking people atrocious. people love those Alice movies. Didn't see any of those movies. Those goth people that shop at like Spencer's love those movies. <laughs> That's their Grogu is the Mad Hatter. <laughs> oh my God. Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter is Grogu. The last good, the last Tim Burton movie I saw that I like loved I, or not loved, but even really liked was probably like Frank and Weenie. But then before that, uh, like the claymation stuff. Yeah. I like Frank and Weenie quite a bit, but then before that, I don't know. Dude, Timmy B, I think pretty awesome. Like, I mean, there are people that are definitely more hardcore Tim Burton fans than than I would consider myself, but I don't think he really misses that hard. Like, I know people thought that Dumbo movie was bad, but how bad can it be? It's got Keaton and DeVito in it. <laughs> sure. We got to make a list of all the movies we got to watch when, uh, for Christmas. Batman so, these are the last things that he's done. Wednesday, Dumbo, Alice did the Looking Glass, Big Eyes. You guys remember Big mm, Eyes? Wow, I remember seeing trailers for that. Um, Frank and Weenie, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. He was a producer on. <laughs> Jesus, have you got? Have you guys seen that movie? No, no. Wait. That movie is not good. I saw uh, parts of it on a plane, but I don't remember it. I saw that in the theater. Jesus. Um. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. Sweeney Todd, when he did that in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride is good. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Big Fish. That That's a Cal Smith fave. That's the worst. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is one of my top 10 worst movies of all time. That would yeah. be a really good pod. Big Fish was so good. Big Planet Fish. of the Apes with Broderick. Or... Oof. Oh, wait, no, that's Godzilla. Just the two th- That's Wahlberg. Oh, my God. <laughs> 2001's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Yeah, that's where Kevin Smith and uh, Tim Burton got in that big feud. Mm, that's right. You know about that? Because right. he put Kevin Smith had that in his comic where it was uh, the Lincoln Memorial with the ape head when they came back in yep. time. Tim Burton yep. stole it. Stole it. Like, yeah. you're a hack, Kevin Smith, and just started attacking him. It's like, oh, so you really did steal it. Otherwise, you'd have been just like, hey, man, I never saw your stuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree his best movie is probably Batman, right? Yeah, definitely. I think Edward. Batman, Batman, Beetlejuice, Batman, Beetlejuice, Edward, or Big Fish. Yeah. Yep, those are the four for sure. Ed Wood is probably my favorite of his movies, but. Oh, Ed Wood's good too. Fuck, I love that movie. I mean, come on though, but one of these movies has Jack Nicholson in it, so. Good point. Let's broaden our mind. Thanks, Samuki. Lawrence? Hey, hey. Gotta grab some power, I'll be. Okay, we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be right back after this commercial break. Well, everybody, 
it's that time. It's trailer time. Everybody's wanting to know. Radiovania. We got Zach. We got John. We got Cal. The three best voices in the entertainment industry right now. We're the people that you want to hear talk about the biggest trailers and movies. We're here to talk about the trailers that everyone wants to talk about. The Only the biggest trailers. The big names. The big ones. You know what I mean? Like those trailers that are going to rock the world and change things for for the better. Those big movies. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Woo! Nice. Yeah. New Transformers movie. Um, John, you watched this trailer. I did. Yeah. I've watched this trailer. Cal, do you give a flying fuck about the Transformers franchise? I saw the picture of the... There's like a, what, a, a gorilla Transformer or something that was on the, the preview. Yeah, there he is. Yep, yeah, the Anabots so, or whatever. Didn't they call... They were... Like the anim, not animorphs. That was a book series. Yeah, animorphs was something different, but yeah, I saw that picture right there, and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, dude, this, this looks like this trash. Movie, this movie is uh, well, hold on. <laughs> it doesn't look bad. Yeah, sure. In terms sure, of like okay. visuals, like yeah, the Transformers no. stuff, there's people that have been animating these things for forever, and. I think they do a good job. I just don't care about the Transformers live-action movies at all. Yeah, I've heard literally five of people tell me that Bumblebee is a decent movie. But do you think they like Bumblebee the movie, or do you think they like Haley Steinfeld? I think that they probably like Haley Steinfeld as a charismatic lead, but I also I heard mean, the movie like just in general is, is, is good. Kate Bishop, baby. Kate Bishop, I mean, yeah. Look, looking at this trailer, all of the Transformers look different which was my my problem with like the first two movies where it was like wait you have two giant robots with both they're all gray yeah Yeah. all gray i can't tell who's who's the good guy fighting and who's the bad guy at least this looks a bit different like you try to differentiate them more i mean look at him look at optimus he's just chilling yeah so i spoke as you know my internet handle is optimus prime (laughs) (laughs) Gobots killed my father. We'll get to the. Or we'll get, <laughs> oh. um, may, okay, so I spoke hastily. I don't think this movie looks bad in terms of visuals. I just think that this looks so not what I'm into. Uh, I, but I do think visually the Transformers look a thousand times better than they did in the Michael Bay movies. Because, yeah, like you guys said, they were just fucking gray blobs. Like, you yeah. can't tell what the fuck is going on. They're just giant fucking gray blobs. Now, here's Fight. something interesting, though, is the biggest complaint I feel like that people have with the Michael Bay Transformers movies is that they're, they're too focused on humans. This trailer is like 90% Transformer. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of thing. exciting. If you're, a big, yeah. if you're a big former head out there, you know, <laughs> like, this is probably, you're probably pretty excited for this movie. <laughs> former head. Do you think that's what they call them? I don't think that's what they call them. Well, I think we they can't call, call them, them trans heads. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Use on. your fucking head. <laughs> They're formies. Okay. Now here's the thing. This gorilla transformer. Yeah. Oh, just ad blocked. Looks, looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> YouTube's trying oh, to give me a computer virus. Yeah, I, I still I'm like trying to remember the history of the Dinobots, but I remember like the Transformers came down and the the ship like found all the machines to make the Transformers like look normal in on the planet Earth. But where did why are there some that suddenly act like animals? That's a good question. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts <laughs> coming soon to a theater near you. But let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Haven't they had Transformers 
Rise of the Fallen, and yes. now they've had Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Dude. And we've had Rise of Skywalker and Rise of the Planet of the Apes and The Dark Knight Rises. I'm done with Rise. I'm out. I'm no out. Rise, huh? No more Rise. <laughs> 300 Rise of an Empire. Oh my god, there's too many. Um, there's yeah, got to be other movies Beast with the Wars title Rise in it. That's where it came from. It came from Beast Wars, Transformers, right? Beast Wars. I remember Dinobots. And didn't they botch those in the uh, Mark Wahlberg one? I, I didn't watch that one. That movie that was like three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst one. I sat through that in the theater and I wanted to just absolutely twist my own neck apart. Um, Mark Wahlberg sucks video. in that movie. Yeah, I, I was done with the trailer. I don't know if you guys wanted to keep watching the trailer or not. Um, all I see is I stick it Jonathan. Hey, what's up? All I see is you too. Hey. I'm just kidding. I could see Zach too. <laughs> Okay. What are you doing? What are you doing later? Uh, so right back is on my screen is like a little tiny circle in the corner. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I lost you. My video's not showing up for you, Cal. Oh, it is, but you're like this big. Oh, you might need to. Can you mm. zoom on an iPad or? No, I have Jonathan full screen now. But once you played that, trailer, oh. you went to the uh, the corner. Interesting. There's got to be a way. I have a view button where I can select grid mode. That might I mean, be what you need to do. No, I mean, Doesn't matter. No. I can be small for Cal. This is fine. this is a face made for full screen, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so there's a ranker uh, thing on here with um, the best movies with Rise in the title. Oh, amazing. Thank you for finding this. Yeah. So number one, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Number two, Rise of the Guardians. That animated that? movie from That's, 2012 yeah. with Chris Pine in it. Your guy. With the owls? Uh, no, that's the Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> that's a different thing. It's the Rise um, of the Guardians that, uh, It's the holiday movie. Yeah, it's like with the Tooth Fairy and the, yeah. Oh, cool. I like Chris Pine. G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. 300, oh. Rise of an Empire. Uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. No, that movie sucks. <laughs> Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. That movie was sucks. That, that was a rise. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Jeez. The Scorpion King 2, Rise of a Warrior. Nope. Underworld, Rise of the Lycans. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Beckinsale? Hell yeah. Yeah. Watch her eat crackers. Yeah, she can make my lycan rise. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Put that up. Put that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about all the big ones. When did that list come out? So people like all those movies more than Rise of Skywalker. Interesting. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker was like number 20. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, Brian Johnson probably wrote that list. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, in all seriousness, trailers, we're here to talk about the regular trailers, not Transformers. We're here to talk about the really good trailers, the serious trailers, all the stuff that people really want to hear us talk about, like Cocaine Bear. Hell yeah. yeah. Cocaine bear. Let's go. <laughs> I so, can't wait for this movie. This movie looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this trailer came out. This movie it, like kind of snuck into everyone's you know, periphery here. This movie's like, it was an absolute nothing that no one knew about, and then it's just coming out. 
the plot of this movie is that <laughs> the plot the plot of this movie is like there's a drug something that goes wrong and this bear somehow ingests a dangerously large amount of cocaine and goes on a murderous rampage in this small town. Um, yeah, I thought it, yeah, it gets thrown out of the plane or something, right? Gets thrown out of the plane. Yep. Drug smugglers. I mean, it's got Carrie Russell. I mean, it oh, can't be God. that bad, right? Ray Liotta. Based on true events. Is this, is this his last role before he died? I think so. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> but I think that's how I think that's how Ray Liotta would want to go out. We've all seen Goodfellas, right? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. That oh, and yeah, Alden Ehrenreich. But like, dude, this and O'Shea oh, Jackson God. Jr. Yeah, the bear did cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I sent this to all my friends after you sent it to me, and I was like, "This movie they, they looks, the same, dude, same this, reaction." This movie like, is going to reignite Lucasfilm making the solo sequels. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be a midnight movie for like like the Alamo will replay this for the rest of time, right? I'm a hundred percent seeing this opening weekend as soon as it comes out. Cal, I was talking to Zach about this last night. Like, this is like one of those like '90s premises, you know, where it's like. John Claude yeah. Van Damme is fighting a cocaine bear. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I'm in. Yeah. You know, it's like Predator. It's like, all, I think this is just going to be like, it's just a fun premise. I miss movies like this. It's clever. Yeah. No, I laughed so hard at this trailer. I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> this scene's I mean, awesome. Just, just so completely like, so ridiculous. It's just so amazing. Uh, the bear. Cocaine bear. This, this cocaine bear is going to be better than the Revenant bear. Fact. I need, I need a shirt. For cocaine bear, yeah, Maybe dude. I, I bet you the Alamo will pass some stuff out. Yeah, look at this this end cut for the trailer. <laughs> that bear looks good. <laughs> <laughs> that freeze frame, Jesus Christ! <laughs> best movie, best movie of 2023. I'm calling it right now. I'm just I poster. I want a cocaine bear poster for Christmas. Say it now. <laughs> I'll get you one, Cal. I'm, you're gonna open it in front of all of our relatives. Can't wait. Yeah, oh. here's my here's my hope right. is that I hope that the movie is like entertainingly funny, funny and re- just a good watch. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I, that trailer scene that trailer says to me that they're not taking this shit seriously at all. It's totally tongue in cheek. Perfect. Uh, I also hope that it. I mean, there's some blood in that trailer, but like, I, I hope that it's rated R. I feel like it kind of has to be. You got to show some, some shit in this. It will I mean, be, it would be rated R for the drugs more than it would be for yeah. the violence. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's just a bear doing coke, though. Is that R rating, or is it just people doing coke? I think coke in general, probably. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the spirit of Top Gun, if I were going to be a pilot, I would want my call sign to be Cocaine Bear. <laughs> 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 cocaine <laughs> Bear's behind me. I, I can't shake him. <laughs> all my usernames are going to be Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine Bear 69420, LOL. <laughs> all right. Seriously. In all seriousness. Yeah. You got to talk about the real trailers. The ones that everybody... That is a real trailer. Trailers. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> How dare you? You got to talk about... We got to talk about the big ones. The, the trailers that everybody wants to talk about on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. like that 90s show. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. This is going to be fucking awful, and I don't even want to talk about it for that much. But holy crap. Um, this Red, looks atrocious. Red and Kitty are back? 
Red and Katie so. are back, but it's all like new kids chilling out in their basement doing stuff in the 90s. They're just letting underage kids hang out in their basement? Are they doing like what, Molly and... Uh, <laughs> what's, I mean, they're not getting high anymore, right? It's the well, 90s. what was yeah? What was what were they doing in the nineties? Probably, probably doing like heroin or fucking. They're all, they're all getting high again. I mean, everybody just gets high. That's the gateway, right? Sure, that's the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. The only reason I bring this trailer up, because hold on, I want to skip forward. They don't even show. There's no cameos from any of the original cast members in that trailer. Yeah, what? but there I, will be. Oh wait, that's because he's in court. So. That's what I also wanted to bring up. Danny Masterson accused uh, rape allegations, pretty serious allegations from a lot of different people, was in trial. And today, that, today, today uh, it, it was declared a mistrial. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about this very much because I'm not well informed and I obviously don't want to make a judgment call on this podcast that we do for fun. But... A, the prevailing theory is that he is a don't, member of the Church of Scientology. Don't say it. They're going to hunt you down. Don't say <laughs> it. Why did you bring that up? Don't say it. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Maverick. Bleep, Why are we talking about this? Bleep, bleep, the Church of Bleep Bleep. Yeah. He's a member of a certain church that may or may not worship something called Xenu. And, uh, you said it, not me. Yeah, I said it. I'll take the, I'll take the responsibility. I don't care. Help me, Tom uh, Cruise. <laughs> Save me, Tom Cruise. Wait, but, which uh, one's Danny Masterson? He was Hyde. Hyde. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't a big That 70s Show fan. I love that show, man. Yeah? Yeah. It's weird. Like it. So they've rebooted that show and they rebooted How yeah, I well, Met this, Your this Mother. Is the third one. They had that 80s show before that I was miserably. Yeah. And uh, who was in that, though? There was somebody that I was. That I was listening to something and I was like, they were in that. You know what would get me to watch that '90s show though is, is Mila Kunis in Grunge Apparel. Glenn Howerton was in that '80s show. No shit. All right, yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Dennis from uh, Nice always- because yeah. of the implication. <laughs> that '80s show is like one of the most famous flops of all time. Did um, you watch it? No, I just heard like it failed miserably. They, no one liked it. No one wanted to watch it. Oh my gosh, Glenn was yeah. Glenn was like the lead. He's in the front on the poster. Yikes! <laughs> you really rebounded, huh? Yeah, good certainly for him. did. Yeah. No, if yeah. you enjoy it too much, it ruins it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, what's the next trailer, Zach? All right, next trailer. Now, do we have a serious I, one yet or no? We did. It's called Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. All right, I'll Cinematic stop. Bliss. I'll stop jokey joking around. Uh, we actually do have a good, you know, we're in the meat of the discussion here. The new trailer for Babylon came out. Um, this is probably my still my most anticipated movie for the rest of the year. Um, Damien Chazelle's back, baby. After First Man, the movie that really no one liked, uh, he's back again doing a movie about Hollywood that I think he's hoping that a lot of people will like. Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. It's a love letter to the silent era transition of Hollywood where it's like movies were starting to be talkies. Uh, Big Hollywood celebrities, Gene Smart's in this. Fucking, 
I, I don't know. I'm stoked about this. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire is apparently playing Charlie Chaplin. So it's awesome. Um, I don't know. I think this movie is going to be a mess. Uh, I've heard. I've heard some people have seen it, and that's not very good. Yeah, I think I'm going to really enjoy it. Um, that's my prediction is that sure. I think I'm going to enjoy this movie a lot, but I don't think it's going to be one of those movies where it's like, I'm probably going to like it very specifically because it's just like, it's going to, I think it's going to evoke a lot of once upon a time in Hollywood feelings for me. And I, I like Damien Chazelle's style. I like this cast. So yeah, it's a good cast. I mean, it's kind of weird though, that Margot Robbie was in Amsterdam and this, this year, right? Like they're both like. 1920s and 30s. This is yeah. dramas. Amsterdam. This has got to be better. Yeah, oh, we I know. See. We know. Cal loved Amsterdam. Oh my gosh, I love my nap. I took in the middle of it. <laughs> I loved my nap. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I think you're right, Zach. I think this is definitely going to be better than First Man, for Wait, sure. How long is this movie? Probably like mm. three hours. Because Amsterdam was like two and a half hours or two forty or something, and I was just like. God, look at Toby. He looks rough. <laughs> this trailer is really long. <laughs> There's a lot it's of a cuts long, in this trailer. Like most it's of the a long trailer. There's so much happening. Like, I don't know. Damien Chazelle has talked about like this being like La La Land was his magnum opus is what he calls it. Like he calls it the movie he's always wanted to make since he was a kid. And this movie, I wonder, is like what I think maybe like his next big ambitious project is. Cause I didn't, I didn't get a real sense of like emotion from first man. I thought it was like an okay biopic, but it was just like, did you see that movie Cal? No. Yeah. Technically really well made, but just there's no, there I didn't feel the heart, but Damien Chazelle, uh, whiplash, La La Land. Those movies have fucking a soul to them, something, an identity. I'm at least hoping that even if this movie's a fucking hot mess, I'm at least hoping that it has more of a soul than first man, because I would really be bummed if Damien Chazelle was a two hit wonder. Like, I think that guy's just so fucking talented. I don't, I really, really hope he doesn't miss with this one. Um, I'm really anticipated to see it comes out in a couple weeks, so I'll be checking it did out. He, did he write all those others or in this one or? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been writer director on all the projects that he's done. As far as I know. It's Cause he stopped making movies about jazz. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like jazz. Why did uh, like? Can we talk about that? Why did he go from jazz to Neil Armstrong? That's, that's a big jump. Oh, oh no, Cal! I've got <laughs> bad news for you. What? The so I just searched Babylon running time. Three and a half hours. The running time for Amsterdam, two hours and fourteen minutes. Fourteen, okay. The Babylon running time, three hours and nine minutes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nope. There's be- there better be a fucking intermission. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a home watch then, so I can watch it in like three, three or four parts. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those movies where we buy Cal a ticket to the theater in Denmark, where you can lay in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Three hours. Wow. Three hours. So Jesus, I'm gonna be seeing a lot of long movies this fall, winter, because. Wakanda Forever was like three hours long. Way of Waters three hours and ten minutes. Babylon three hours and ten minutes. I'm going to be spending lots of hours in that yeah. theater chair. You still have to watch the uh, the Irishman. You still owe me on that one. I will. I'll pay my debt. Mm-hmm. 
That's the, the the debt miser's coming for you, man. That one's been like two years running. <laughs> At least I don't owe you real money like some people I might have a crush on. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if you true. made it this far in the podcast, call me. Uh, all right, next up. This one I'm actually excited to talk to you guys about. Did you guys get the chance to watch the second Mario Brothers movie trailer? I did. Cal? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'm going to start with Cal. Do you give a flying fuck about this movie whatsoever? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Although I heard that this trailer actually makes it like uh, there's some realism or whatnot about how difficult it is to be Mario, right? Yeah, look, he's about to get iced by Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I like this trailer. I don't, I'll don't. i start out with the optimism angle. I don't know where you're coming wow, at. Wow, Zach, okay, optimistic I'm, about something. This I like nice. this trailer. I like the comedy bits. I really like uh, Charlie Day's Luigi voice. I think oh, yeah. Chris Pratt sounds a little bit better as Mario in this trailer. Um, some of the things that they're doing in this fucking movie, man, I think it's they're going they're they're lo- unloading their entire fucking ball sack in this movie, and I'm here for it. We got fucking kart racing. You got Super Smash Brothers. You got fucking Peach in her outfit from like Wii Sports. Like it, they're they're the callbacks in this game. I think are uh, movie. I think are going to be insane i don't i don't know i'm really i'm excited i i this trailer got me excited i think it if nothing else i think the visual quality of this movie is just really really well made well, I don't, yeah i mean illumination does good work it's got Mosier. yeah i think i'm just so sick of seeing like the despicable me style art style whatever this is they're doing like it it feels so vibrant and colorful and creative I mean, it's just Nintendo, right? They're just trying to recreate Nintendo art. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, it I, looks good. It looks amazing. I mean, I'm not going to see it in the theater, but um, <laughs> I would see that if you watch that video I showed you with uh, the live action. Uh, Look at the Rainbow Road, Cal. Oh, Rainbow, Rainbow Road. Road. Beautiful. And they're all racing carts like Mad Max Fury Road. Like, come on. Look at that. He drifted. Ugh. I think it's going to be entertaining. What a I glorious day. Witness me. <laughs> Sirens are on, on, on my end. Apologies. What'd you do? They kick uh, in the door next? I think that's the Church of Scientology coming to throw me back. <laughs> <laughs> They're swatting uh, you. So yeah, Mario Brothers movie. I think it's it's. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I also think it's gonna make a shitload of money, like a literal oh, yeah. shit ton of money. It's gonna be a juggernaut. When's it come out? Uh, March. As long as people okay. care, like that whole uh, what's that <laughs> Disney movie that just came out? They thought it was making thirty million. It made nine. Which movie? That new Disney movie that we were talking about, like oh, the adventure, whatever. Journey. Oh, the one. Uh, oh, strange, the, strange worlds. Strange worlds or whatever. Yeah. Now see if Disney would have made a strange adventures movie. I would have been. I've been into that. Zach, you finished that book yet? No. God damn it. I know. I wanted to get through it in Bama, but we just started drinking. <sighs> you don't drink and read comics at the same time. No, I, I can't focus. The most of all the scarecrow. <laughs> So, yeah, Strange World, that animated movie, apparently it's like one of their worst flops of the year. It's only made uh, $12 million. Or no, domestically, $20 million. This is why JPEG lost his job. Why are they making that movie? Did anyone? I didn't even know the title. I bet it, it's good, though, right? Did it get good reviews? 
Let me look. Probably. Strange worlds. But you can't you can't make content all the time and expect everyone that's not in the media industry to have the time to see everything. Especially when every family has Disney Plus and they can just plop their kids in front of the TV and be like, bloop, bloop. Like, I mean, like, how many kids are going to be like, I want to go out to the theater in the cold to see Strange Worlds, or I stay at home in my jammies and watch Moana for the hundredth time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Strange, World, the wheel. Strange World has a 74% critic re- review on Rotten Tomatoes with 136 reviews. Audience score of 64. Damn. The the voice cast in this fucking movie though, Jake Gyllenhaal, Alan Tudyk, Dennis Quaid. When was the last time you saw Dennis Quaid in anything? I love uh, Dennis Quaid. Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu. I bet I, I bet I would really like this movie. Why? I don't know. I just have a feeling. It's probably up, like right off. <laughs> I just got a sixth sense about these kinds of things. What <laughs> from Disney, you know? Those ones that kind of fail. Sure, like Mr. Toad, Black Cauldron. (laughs) Captain EO. Captain EO, that's Mm, awesome. Captain EO, what a good, what a great exhibit. Yeah. Is it, it's permanently closed now, right? Oh yeah, it's been gone for a while. Yeah. Rip, I never got to see it. They'll bring it back every now and then. I'm in like Japan or something, and they still showed the movie for like, but it's, I think it's closed everywhere now. Damn shame. Okay, next up. Now we're in the big hitters. Now we are in the big hitters, Very ladies and gentlemen. You know, you know, a baseball lineup only has nine, right? Oh, sure. here we go. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. This trailer—it's the official trailer. It was released yesterday. That's December first. Uh, in what we're gonna call Trailer Mageddon or something like that. Trailer Come Shot. T- trailer Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Christ. Um, this yeah, is so awesome Gu- right here. Guardians 3. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> James, James Gunn made an Instagram post about this, about like, you know, it's, you know, I'm excited to show this to everybody. This is the, you know, the finale of the, the Guardians trilogy and everything. Like, they're really penciling this in to be the end of the trilogy. Um, this trailer is really emotional. I think that there's going to be a lot of sad stuff in this movie. Um, but there's a lot of funny bits, too. The whole opening is pretty funny. Um, yeah, apparently they showed this at the D23 Expo this summer. But it was one of the trailers uh, that they didn't have all the VFX finished. So they requested nobody film it, and they didn't release it online. Leaked things from this trailer came out, such as the Rocket Raccoon, Young Rocket Raccoon shots. Um, I think there's like a shot, the shot of them in all the colored jumpsuits jumping through the space. Like that was leaked online. Certain other things. Um, the, ba- the guy from peacemaker, whatever his, uh, Cameron Mern. Mern. Yep. He was, Shout out to Mern. he's a butterfly. Him. Yeah. Spoilers. But, uh, yeah. So guardians three trailer, uh, it's finally here. Lots of anticipation for this one. What did you guys think of this trailer? Looks great. I'm very yeah. excited. I don't. Do you think it's gonna be really sad? Yeah, that's not fun. What the fuck? I still think Groot looks like a suit. <laughs> you think Vin Diesel's in that suit? I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So they finally were like, "We're paying you too much money for you just to voice this. Get in the suit." 
No, the movie looks good. It's got, it, I mean, you know, it, it's the perfect blend of emotion and humor, which all Guardians movies do. Um, I am worried, hesitantly, but also I trust James Gunn. He's my boy. With Adam Warlock. What did you guys think of Adam Warlock? I got to bring it up. I mean, he's not in the trailer very long. The gold elephant in the room. Yeah, do you like the character design, Zach? He looks okay. Let me freeze frame on him because I've what actually you, not. Let me ask you this. Who do you think Adam Warlock is? So, um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to spoil something from the Marvel, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Wait, that was Adam Warlock? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I thought that was just one of those stupid gold aliens from the last movie. Well, he, he is from the Sovereign in this MCU version. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, yeah. So, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, the one that Crystal Dynamics made or whatever that came out last year, uh, got, like, mediocre reviews when it first came out. It didn't perform really, really well sales-wise. I played it. I thought it was one of my favorite games of last year. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, John to play it. Cal, you, have, you've not played the Guardians video game? No, I believe I own it, though. Okay, it's really good, and Adam Warlock is a character in the game, and that was my first exposure to Adam Warlock as a character. Not at all what I expected um, in that character, and it sounds like that video game was operating more based on comic book canon than than drawing inspiration from uh, the MCU Guardians. So I don't know. I I don't hate this design. I think it's it's you know the suit's interesting. Um, I don't really know what's this. I forget this actor's name. Do you know it off the top of your head? Will Will Poulter. Poulter. Will Poulter. That's right. We're the Millers, baby. Or Midsummer, Cal's favorite A twenty four movie. We're the Millers. That movie's awesome. (laughs) Is he the No Regrets kid? (laughs) (laughs) In in We're the Millers. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about it? You're not you're not digging it. I'm guessing by your tone of voice. No, it's fine. I think no, it's fine. I um all I can think of is Goldfinger whenever I see any of these people. <laughs> um, but that's not you know that's not against anybody because I do like Guardians too. Do you think he's the villain of the movie? Again, judging by what I know about the character of Adam Warlock from the Guardians video game, he like kind of helps them out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, he helps he helps people on the comics, but th- that's no, the villain. Mern, Mern's yeah, the villain. Mern. Yeah, that's Mern's right. the villain. Mern, Mern, don't, <laughs> don't leave me alone in your Mern. <laughs> I'm excited for this movie though. May fifth, yeah. huh? Cinco de Mayo, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, I don't know. You think it'll take people away from their uh, Cinco de Mayo celebrations? No. I think you'll see the movie and then you'll go out for a burrito afterwards and get tanked. Yeah. Dang. I think. Let me ask you this. Is this our next Alamo movie for the three of us? Ooh. Or should it be indie? Ooh. I think I think we can only afford to do one in terms of time. And they're a month apart, two months apart almost. Do you know? Do you know to buy that Guardians of the Galaxy game you were talking about on Steam is sixty dollars? Don't do that. I got it on sale for like twenty bucks. <laughs> I know, but that's insane. That game's well, been out a long time, and it's uh, yeah, wow. Steam probably recently. This is how video game sales work. 
they do a big sale so they get people talking about a game and then they immediately stop the sale so that everything's full price well, again they, they and were probably some, like the trailer came out we need to put it full price again it, right that's almost 100 percent guaranteed and they probably steam probably just had a black friday sale so they were like, okay, well, Black Friday sales are over. Put Guardians back up at full price and see if we can trick a few suckers into buying it at full price. Yeah. Never buy... I know I'm, I'm a, this is my old man thing. Never buy old video games at full price. Oh, yeah. Never do it. If you never. do that, you're a fucking idiot. Even if you wait a month, never buy a video game that's old at full price. You can yeah. always find it cheaper. Always. But That's support the industry. Yeah. Support the industry, but they don't need to charge <laughs> Not 70 full price. for fucking video games. That's a whole other topic. Cal, what do you think about the Guardians 3 trailer? Love it. You know, I think that the whole thing, like the, the young rocket, it didn't look like a raccoon to me when they when they show it. And I was like, <laughs> wait, is that like a weasel? What What's, what's going on? And, and people were talking about like, oh, that's young rocket. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. But I was happy to see Gamora again. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. You know, I, I mean, these characters, this was great, right? This was something that came out of nowhere from the first one where we were just like literally out of nowhere. But um bump. And uh <laughs> but <laughs> that was good. I like Bingo. that. Damn. But no, I mean it was. It was like one of those things where when I heard they were making a Guardians movie the first one, I was like, the fuck are they doing now? They've now they've screwed it up. You know, Iron Man was good. Now they, you know, they just don't know what they're doing anymore. And it was amazing. And so I'm in. Can't wait. What the hell is a raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm in too. I mean, I love the Guardians movies. I, I love both of them. I think there's two of the strongest Marvel movies. I think that this one has a chance to be the best of the three uh, i think it's going to be a good conclusion i think we're, we'll have to wait and see i like i like conclusions like my favorite movies in a lot of trilogies tend to be the last ones um and i think that this is going to be i mean correct me if you guys think i'm wrong here but i think this is going to be james gunn's last entry into the mcu at least for the foreseeable future and i also think that that probably means that might be some of this cast's last entry in the mcu uh, p- particularly people that really love James Gunn and follow that guy to the ends of the earth. Yeah, say Something goodbye to Dave Batista. Exactly, He's jumping say ship goodbye to, to Batista DC right after this. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna um, be Palm Clementine. I think she's gone. Um, Did you say he's gonna be Bane, Cal? <laughs> That's amazing casting. How come no one's thought? <laughs> Batista is Bane. Dave Batista Dave breaking Rob Pat's Bane. back. That'd, That'd be awesome. cool. So great. I will break you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they would definitely give Batista, like, the rec- the wrestler singlet, though. Not the... Oh, I yeah. mean, let's be honest. I think a lot of these Guardians actors have probably gotten involved in more than they signed up for. So I think, like, like yeah. poor Chris Pratt's just been, like, being dragged through all these movies. Like, their appearance in Thor Love and Thunder was the most piss-poor thrown-in thing I've ever yeah. seen in the MCU. It's just awful. What are you talking about dragged through what? these guys? Crash, crash, cash and checks now. He doesn't care. It's like, yeah. yeah, you want to throw the code on again? Let's do it. I didn't think their inter- I didn't think their integration with Love and Thunder was that bad. It's just like why? 
Because they were the Ars, at the as Guardians of the Galaxy. If if you're not going to do that as a movie in itself, like I like that should, they gave a little payoff. I would have rather them done it as a movie. Like I would rather Thor be in Guardians three for a little Me bit too. and then do Love and Thunder. Me you know too. You know what's missing from this trailer though, and I've been listening to a lot of Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and he talks all the time about is he going to be in Guardians three? <laughs> and we don't see Stallone. There's nothing of the, yeah. You know, Michelle Yao. Yeah, none of them made the trailer. Do you think they're going to be in it? No. No. If I had a gut reaction, I would say no, or like a very brief cameo. You guys want to hear my Stallone and Guardians 2? Ravagers don't deal in kids. You betrayed the code, y'all do. And the colors are good. <laughs> and don't forget, Miley Cyrus is one of those. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's like, yeah, Miley like, oh. Rosenbaum was the, what, the crystal guy? Yeah. yeah yeah wow the um for them huh man it's gonna be it's gonna be good i'm i'm glad though that they know when to end something you know what i mean so even if this is the end for our guardians i'm cool with that because Me too. as we've seen with the mcu sometimes dragging things on too long isn't always the best option it is that's never the end because they're gonna come out with like some new version of the guardians it's gonna flop and they're gonna like throw like money at everybody and bring them all back it's right but that's when we can be like yeah but you remember how good those three guardians movies were that's our that's our bible right the gun trilogy the gun trilogy it'll yeah and that's my hope too is that like i'm excited about this movie i i'm gonna put on the pessimistic marvel cap for a second and just say like i you i expect them to ride a fine middle line of I'm always entertained, but always kind of wanting a little bit more, especially with post Endgame. Um, all those movies, like I'm consistently entertained, but wanting more. And I hope that this movie exceeds that for me, and it does land somewhere in a Guardians One or Guardians Two echelon, where I'm like, man, I was fucking satisfied. I laughed, I cried. The soundtrack was great. The characters are great. I really, really hope this movie lands. If this movie is as good as one and two, I'll be happy. If somehow they're able to make a really great conclusion and tie up a bunch of, you know, loose ends and give us a good ending for these characters, that's something the MCU has never really done because they're too scared to. They need to keep these people on as contracts. They need to have these fish, these lines dangling in the future for whatever these people are going to come back project-wise. It's like, I I would love it if they had the balls to just be like, this is it. This is well, the I, end of the Guardians. I would say they've done it twice really well. And it happened in the same movie. Right. Iron Man and Cap. And Cap, yeah. Man, yeah. But that was after six appearances each. So yeah. And yeah. how many movies have the Guardians been in now? Guardians six. one, Guardians this two, Infinity War, Endgame, Thor, Love and Thunder, this is sixth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's crazy well, how those contracts work out, huh? I uh yeah, man. Let me ask you this. Do you think if you could go back in time and the MCU ended with Endgame, would you be happy with that? Yep. Absolutely. That means no WandaVision, no No Way Home, no Loki, no Spider-Man Far From Home. That was I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I, mean, I take the, it back. It's the only thing keeping theaters open right now. So the kind of the kind of need to keep going until Big Jim comes back, baby. I mean, he's gonna keep that shit open for a year. <laughs> Avatar all the time. 
24-7. All Avatar all the time. <laughs> AMC stands for Avatar Movie Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> they changed their logo colors to blue for the whole month of December. So fucking awesome. Yeah, no. Excited for Guardians 3. I don't know if there's really much to say. Does Does anyone have any strong... Uh, uh, much to say beyond what we've already said. Does anyone have any strong predictions that they want to throw out for this movie? I yeah. think... Well, you like two more than one, right? I, I think this will... Yeah, I think I like, this will definitely be better than two. I don't know if I'll like it more than one. Uh, I mean, I don't have any strong predictions. I, I know you threw one out, Zach, earlier in text, and I was like, what? Rocket's dead. Yeah, see? Uh, dead meat. Why kill the animated person? I think yeah. it makes more sense to kill Peter. I think this movie's going to be a lot about... I mean, they show it in the fucking trailers, like, his struggles about, like... He has the whole lines, like, I'm like I'm done running. Like, I think it's going to be about him, like, kind of getting to the end of his rope. That He just doesn't want to go back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> the last shot of... I ain't going back to jail. <laughs> The last shot of volume two is that close up of Rocket's face where he's like crying at the at the Ravager funeral for Yondu. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's gonna hinge very closely on Rocket and his relationship. I'm and they, they show in the, the trailer. Main character, that's cool. Yeah. Dude. In the trailer they show that he's like got some sort of relationship with an otter. You see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a comic character? I, I wish I, I would love it if they jumped into like the weird Rocket Raccoon world with all the animals. The miniseries from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where yeah. they. They had that on sale at my comic store recently. They had all four and they were in really nice condition. I almost bought it, but they wanted like $40 per issue. And I was like, Jesus. I, I can't, wow. I can't do that. I probably have like multiple <laughs> copies of those. Yeah. Yeah. Love Rocket Raccoon. My favorite MCU character. You know, if he does die, he went out on a fucking hot streak. He never was not funny and entertaining and emotional. So. Yeah. Come on. So good. Best part of Infinity War. You know? <laughs> fuck Thanos. He's he's the best part of that movie. <laughs> I think he's the easiest emotional cling, too. I also think that that trailer could be a fake-out, too, because there's two shots in the trailer where they're, like... It shows Palm Clementif. It shows Mantis and Peter Quill both, like, crying over a table where there's, like, tubes and stuff happening. I think that that's either a it's a telegraph for rocket in the table, or I think it's a fake out that it might be mantis. And that would play into what we're going to talk about in a little bit with the guardians Christmas special. No spoilers, no spoilers. What? No, not right now. We'll talk spoilers when we get to guardians, but I'm just saying right now that could be the thing is that they're using the trailer to, to dive to, uh, what is it? Just, you know, red herring, right? Make it, make us think that, Rocket's going to be the one that kicks the bucket, but it actually might be Mantis. We'll see. Now, let me ask you this. Here's a little segue for you. I watched Last Crusade last night. Movie ends. Everyone's still alive. They ride off into the sunset. I'm like, you know what? That was a fucking great movie. I remember the first time I watched it, I was on the edge of my seat. I was so worried that Henry Jones Sr. was going to die until he gets the grail. Would it be that bad if the Guardians trilogy ended and they're all still alive, but it's just the end no. of the trilogy? No. No. Why are we fun. in this weird Game of Thro- post Game of Thrones world <laughs> where we're like, who's gonna die in the next movie? Who's gonna die? Who's gonna die? Like, that's so morbid. Yeah. Yeah. Snap in. Fucking. 
it, I hate it. I hate that we're predicting deaths and for characters. And like that's all you've been saying to me the last two days is you're like Indy's gonna die, and I'm just like <laughs> I don't really need to hear that. <laughs> like I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, you know we've already seen all three of the main Star Wars characters die in the recent trilogies. It's like what? Why is Hollywood in this weird trope where it's like, guess what? Life sucks and you die. That's the that's the nature of things. <laughs> Because that's real. That's what Yeah, but that's not what Hollywood should be for. You're supposed to help me escape from reality. <laughs> I mean, Ben can I've... be the first movie. Come on. Yeah, but he became a ghost. Ghosts are cool. You still get to live on in some way. Oh, There's not going to be a was... rocket raccoon ghost. Movie? He died. He came back. I understand. Just... <laughs> I think no. we all froze for a second. I... <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I think that that would be a really good like side discussion at some point. I think that, um, you know, as a person that doesn't love Game of Thrones, someone like I think that certain trailers telegraph to you when there's going to be something emotional. I'm just reading into this trailer and saying like they're clearly going for a more emotional tone with this and a less fun tone. But then I also think that um, the I w- I'm not going to call it a trope, but the use of death in fiction is usually there to to elicit an emotional response from us. And so it's not like I'm going into uh, the last episode of Ms. Marvel and being like, oh, are they going to kill off her friend or whatever? It's like, this is the, James Gunn is marketing this movie as the conclusion of the Guardians trilogy. I think it's going to be more emotional in him saying goodbye to these characters. And I definitely think that there would be power in a script for them sending another character off in and to elicit an emotional response from the audience that's the only reason i say and the james right. the indiana jones thing i say that because i know who james mangold is <laughs> that's I my guess, reasoning for that and i guess i'm just like i guess i'm kind of like they killed gamora in infinity war and it was really emotional and then they just brought her right back so like who fucking yep. cares <laughs> exactly <laughs> like why do it and why do it at all it just yeah. seems cheap, you know. Well, yeah, I agree. Nobody dies in comics. I mean, they yeah. did. That's. I mean, They're like, I, ben. it's the same thing. Like they did it in Rise of Skywalker too, and like I like the scene, I like the setting of the scene and everything. Like, but it makes zero sense. Like Han Solo talks to Kylo Ren, and he's not a Jedi. He's not a ghost. It's you Leia. Know? You can infer that, but they don't confirm it. <laughs> I'm gonna think, confirm that that's all Leia. The time, Kylo. <laughs> it was all Ky- Ky- Kylo. Just always has Harrison Ford around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like how you always have Kevin Costner in your head talking. Well, that's true. Yeah, he's always like, he's just always talking to me about Bull Durham. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Well, it's like you're in the kitchen and you're like trying to decide if you're going to cook the dark red kidney beans, the light red kidney beans, and then you turn around and Kevin Costner's like, these beans have been in my family for generations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'd be like uh, Val Kilmer's Elvis and True Romance. That was amazing. That would be great if, like, Val Kilmer was always talking to you as Elvis. Is that who you'd want? You want him to talk to you all the time? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd want Costner or, like, Joel. Yeah, Joel's I mean, just like, Val Kilmer make, make those like, eggs. You're, you're looking pretty cool out there, Cal. And I was like, yeah? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think, like, it, while you're while you're in the bed making sweet love and you look up, who do you want to be the guiding light, the support figure that's gonna be standing there going, like... Like, yeah, Costner would be like, do it better. (laughs) (laughs) Costner would be like, move over. (laughs) Get in there. (laughs) Kevin Costner, what a guy.
What a guy. Okay. Last trailer before we move on to our reviews of our Christmas stuff. And this is the big one. This is it, baby. This is the big one. We've been talking about this for a while. We've been anticipating it. It's finally here. Indiana Jones. Ooh! <laughs> and the Dial of Destiny? Dial of Destiny. The Dial of Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, uh, so this trailer released yesterday, December 1st, along with Guardians, along with um, a bunch of other bullshit. The Mario trailer, uh, they just unleashed hell on the internet yesterday because, uh, you know, John made the great point. Earnings, end of the year earnings, like people want to see big stuff happening. So, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the first time we've gotten a title drop. Apparently, according to some reports, a lot of the feature, the footage from this trailer was shown also at the D23 Expo, including Sala, uh, including the de-aged indie scenes. But they was also asked that people do not film it. They were patrolling to make sure no one had their cameras out. They also did not show this uh, online. They didn't release the footage. Um, but now we are seeing it here. Um, so yeah, one minute, 43 seconds of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You get a little bit of de-aged Harrison Ford. You get the modern Harrison Ford, the New York stuff. You see the Nazi stuff. Um, little voiceover thing happening from Harrison. You get the... Uh, the Millennium Falcon thing there. You see The that? Millennium Falcon <laughs> yeah. tribute. Yep, you certainly do. Uh, Fly, but yeah. yes. Land, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's Indy. Boys. Gosh. We've been waiting for this for a long time. of Destiny. I was, Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was happy with the trailer. I was good with it. And then I watched some YouTube video that came out after the trailer. And then I was like, okay, that can't be what this movie's about. What, what do you is, mean? What does the YouTube video say? Time travel. Oh. Oh, my God. The Dial <laughs> of Destiny. <laughs> Oh my god. And I was like, it can't be. If there's time travel and he goes back. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, that's what it's about. It's about time travel. Yeah, they were saying like he goes back and has to like solve some things in the past, but he meets his younger self and that's where all the stuff is. And would then... he meet him his younger self or would it be like a days of future past type thing? No, it's supposedly he... like he meets himself, but that it like alters the timeline and then she has to like, uh, that's what this guy was saying. And I was that's like, no, there's oh, no fucking oh, way. This can't be. Oh no. I think the DH oh, stuff no. Amazing, right. The DH stuff is amazing. There was no short round in this trailer, which I was completely pissed off about. That's, that's gonna, you're gonna, that's gonna be a cameo, and that's gonna be your time travel theory really scares me because I could see that happening now where they have DH short round. You know it's why I don't think that's travel, happening, guys? Come on, it's you not know gonna, why I don't no. think short round's in this movie? I think short round is in this movie. No, because it uh, when they met recently, what was it where he saw him? Did you see that interview where uh, what's the guy's name that plays short round? Kiki Kwan. Yeah, where Kiki Kwan said that. Harrison Ford saw him across the room and said, are you sure around? <laughs> and that was well, after they filmed this movie. So. They don't have to be on the same set to be in yeah, this movie. That's true. But <laughs> way, no way Harrison Ford filmed anything with him. And then now he's like, are you sure around? Are you Dude. sure around? Come on, Hollywood, Hollywood's all fake. You know that they definitely could have made up that story. Yeah. People have been making up stories about how Harrison talks all the time. So love this trailer, though. 
I don't think it's going to be about time travel. <laughs> I'm really worried. After hearing Cal say that, I am very worried. <laughs> I need to find that video and send it to you guys. And I, cause I was just like devastated listening to it. And I was like, Oh my God, no. But let's yeah. talk about it. Look how great he looks though there. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Why do, it, why mean, do we not like time travel? It's just a trope, man. It's too. You much. like Rick and Morty. You like back in the future. Them, that's, that's their thing. You right? like X-Men like, days of future past. No, that's why I liked, well, I can't say, like, I mean, I guess there was the Ark of the Covenant, it was all mystical shit, but, I don't know, it was archaeological mystical shit, not archaeological time travel stuff, but in this trailer even says, I've seen things that seem like magic, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in magic, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. That I was telling John that was my favorite Reddit uh, comment on this trailer when it was when it posted the other day was someone said they could put they could put Indiana Jones at Hogwarts for all seven years and he still wouldn't believe in magic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. But yeah, all right, I'll stop sharing my screen. Well, even fast. no, no, don't stop. Oh, oh, you don't keep are you... <laughs> what are you doing? All right, there he goes. He's back. He's yeah, back. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Look at that. We should also say this is the last uh, John Williams score. Last time Harrison Ford is playing Indiana Jones, last in last film score by John Williams. Yeah, this is going to be emotional. This all plays into my theory. I think that I think I think Indy dies. <laughs> now, who's the guy in the chair? Is that Indiana Jones? Roll your eyes more. Roll them harder. Go back. Where? Where's like? <laughs> Go back where, Cal? Sorry. He's in, in the chair. Is that him? Is that Harrison Ford? Back, back, back. Further back? Yeah, it's like somebody not in a Nazi uniform. That. No, that's oh, Antonio like Banderas. Oh, that's, that's Antonio Banderas? Yep. Oh, it is, yeah. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, he's looking good. He's, he's, he, uh, I hope he's some type of new character. You can play the next indie. Let's do it. so this this came up too like i was i was reading some stuff would you be upset if they had brought mutt back in this movie but recast i actually think you could bring back shia labeouf and it could be good me too i like shia labeouf have you seen fury he's really good as an actor fury but he's a he's a mess what movie did he just get fired off of well, don't worry, Darling should have fired everybody off of that movie, to be fair. so <laughs> They should have I fired think, that movie in a cannon in the ocean. Shia I think if anyone could have wrangled in a good performance out of Shia, it would be James Mangold. I mean, he got Joaquin Phoenix to play Johnny Cash. So. Yeah, Shia is just not a leading guy. He's, he's not a leader. <laughs> he's just not. How excited are you <laughs> For Harrison Ford riding a horse through a subway. <laughs> look at that. That's, that's, that's not what, to like. That's, that's what you looked like during your oil change the other day. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Indy, I mean, at least he's not, you know, riding a motorcycle in the middle of that tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Hope it's not time so travel. Wade Holbrook really looks great. Mads Mickelson. Some Nazis. Mads looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, the only other thing that I would say, I was like, I'll echo most of your guys' sentiments. I think the trailer is just immaculately put together. I think it looks great. The visuals are awesome. I love the action stuff. Uh, the one thing that I didn't love about the trailer, if I had to put a criticism, is that I didn't love the stinger, like the comedy stinger 
with the whole like the group of people that pull out the guns while he's like whipping them and the I was like I probably could have done without that 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 seems a little bit of like been there done that um is it though I mean it seems very reminiscent of the Raiders thing with the whip, with the whip and the guy and the, when he shoots we've, him we've done that what how many times now that's so, it, that's what he does like every that's movie yeah <laughs> it is the first one it was great and then the uh in Temple of Doom was with the sword but he didn't have the gun right right. So we've referenced that. So, So, yeah, he whipped him. Bet there's a Wilhelm scream in this one, too. Yeah. I bet you there is. Sorry. The Uh, only other thing that I would note is that um, the score, I know they did the same exact thing with the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and I don't care because it's awesome every time. Like, the way that they do the Indiana Jones theme, but they make it, like, super emotional. The super super brass. Yeah, super brass section. Yeah. When I heard that, I got goosebumps and I like actually like teared up a little bit. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "He's back, he's back." I want to see. Uh, I want to see this trailer in the theater. I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. Well, this is certainly gonna play before the way of water. So, how many times <laughs> you guys are gonna fucking see that movie? You Cameron Shills. You're well, gonna probably fuck- gonna watch that movie like four times at Christmas. Yeah, dude. Well, Avatar: Way of Water is gonna be sick. I'm in. Okay, we're going. <laughs> Dial okay. of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Well, it's got a low bar to clear to be better than Crystal Skull, even if it is time travel. Dial D. Here's the thing. Double D, baby. Indie double D. Indie and the double Ds. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. It does have a low bar to clear after Crystal Skull, but I think the fact that you attach James Mangold to this project immediately adds a little bit of a hurdle for, for it to clear. Like, I don't think that it's it. Like, it's not as like. Imagine if this movie was coming out and it was no-name director, right? It's like, okay, all it has to do is be better than Crystal Skull. But going into this, now we know that it's James Mangold, the guy that did Logan, one of the better comic book movies, maybe one of the best action movies of the last decade. One of the better comic book You mean, like, the best comic book movie? <laughs> one of, okay, so one of the best comic book movies, one of the better action movies of the last decade. Sure. I think that that adds a little bit of weight to the situation, where it's like people are going to go in expecting, like, this to be the the fucking titties, and if it's Crystal Skull level, I think you're gonna see a lot. What would it take for it to not be the titties? That's what I want to know. <laughs> time travel. Time travel. That's gonna ruin it for you, really. Yeah. Okay. It depends on how they do it, but I don't like I don't like the idea of Indiana Jones jumping through time, especially the idea of him talking to his younger self. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm just gonna again. I'm gonna say Days of Future Past did it, and we all liked it. So. Yeah, but it's that was possible. like one moment that I'm okay with. I would be, I would, per, if they're going to do time travel, it's not going to be young and old indie running around together fighting Nazis at the same time. That's not how time travel works. <laughs> All right. We're talking about an X Men movie versus Indiana Jones, though. That's what I'm saying. I think this is going to be great. Yeah. Okay. Time will tell. Time, uh, uh. <laughs> time will tell. I'm really excited. I think uh, Dial of Destiny is easily my most anticipated movie of next year. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Like, I, I think that I'm, I'm looking it's forward like to this movie more to than Cocaine Guardians. Bear. Yeah, so, Cocaine Bear, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine <one>. Bear. <laughs> the Guardians is if Harrison, think about what Harrison bear. would say if he heard you say that shit. <laughs> It's like you're excited about cocaine, bear. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> How I get through my day. Okay. 
Well, that's everything in the trailer department, so we're going to take a short five-minute break. Not five minutes, like two minutes. I just need to fill up my wine and take a piss. And then we'll be right back with the Christmas story and Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> now a word from our sponsors. Technology. Zach, you think, you think Marion's going to be in the new indie movie? Yes. What I about... even think that there's a chance we see Shia. I agree. What about Sean Connery? No, he's already dead. Time travel, baby. Yeah, time travel. Yeah, but he's dead in real life. Yeah, but his likeness rights aren't. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. It'd be like sometimes she got to slap a woman to keep her in love. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, we don't do things like that in the 70s. Yeah. Dad, dad, we don't do that. <laughs> Junior. Flash forward. So, hey, I was watching Last Crusade last night. I don't think we, like, I don't think we recognize how funny that character is. I was like dying at how funny Last Crusade's writing is. That it's really it's delightful. A good movie. Yeah, it's a great oh, movie. Henry is amazing. When he's like, when he's, when he's like, how did you know she was a Nazi? And he's like, she talks in her sleep. <laughs> I was like, this, is, this fucking dog. Do you see and that? then, go ahead. Oh, I saw the thing where anyone that has like a, a, a lapel, like a flower on their lapel is evil. And Indy gives it to Elsa at the beginning. And so we should yep. all know she was bad. Yep. The the other thing that cracked me up is when they're on the blimp and India is talking to me. He's like, "You weren't like around in my childhood, like, are you know if you would are like if you're like all my other friends' dads." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Fine, fine, let's talk." And he closes the book. He's like, "What do you want to talk about?" And Indy's like, "I can't think of anything." He's like, then "What are you complaining about?" <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh. John Connery, R.I.P. to a legend. I stand by my take that I said on Radiovania last year, which is that Last Crusade is his best performance, I think. And uh, I think him in Untouchables and Last Crusade is better than any Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Well, Highlander, too. Oh, yeah. The Spaniard. The Spaniard. He's so good. He only won one Oscar. Is that right? For Untouchables? I think. I think so, yeah. If you want to fight Compone, he sends one of your guys to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. He's really Egyptian in that uh, Highlander movie. I know. <laughs> his accent's completely Scottish. It's amazing. Juan Velo Lobos of Spain, at your service. You sound <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> so good. Okay. All right, let's do it. Time to review some Christmas stuff. The holidays are upon us. The jing jing jinglings of the ringle tingle tingle bells are here, and the the snow's falling down, and the colder winds are blowing. Except for in Austin, Texas, where you could probably still cook an egg on the sidewalk. Uh, it's time to celebrate the holiday season. It's time to get all festive and cheery, and we did so this Thanksgiving in Birmingham, Alabama. We celebrated the holidays right after Thanksgiving by jumping into two of the more anticipated or maybe most talked about movies of the holiday season so far. And uh, we watched uh, Christmas Story Christmas, and we watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We're going to talk about both of them. Um, I think we should end with Guardians. What do you guys think? Maybe do a little bit of a... I agree. I also want to propose this to you real quick, and you guys can shoot this down. But while the three of us don't have any plans the rest of the night and tomorrow, do we want to do a holiday movie draft? Tonight? Tonight. Uh, 9 a.m., 9 10 a.m. for you. Or, yeah, 10 a.m. is the 
U.S. Netherlands World Cup match. Come on. Yeah, but that's that's waking up to watch sports. <laughs> okay. We can reschedule, but Holiday. we're all here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's only eleven thirty here. I'm probably not going to be going to bed for another hour. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. All right. I, I would we do a holiday some, movie draft. Unless I'll you guys want to try to squeeze it in before Christmas. Well, Zach, you got to fly to Birmingham <laughs> on the 21st, and we'll do that. Play some alien. Play jump some alien. Pool, <laughs> jump in the pool. <laughs> do a, you, guys, do a, you guys just an uh, iPad call me in, and I'll tell you where to place my chips when we play alien over the holidays. Yeah, let's... Uh, let's no, I'm it. down. I'm down, because uh, all we have to do left is discuss the two Christmas movies, but yeah, I, I'm on call this weekend for work, which is a real buzzkill, uh, but it only means that I'm just logging in for an hour tomorrow around 11, and then I'll log in again at around 4, so it's really not that big of a deal. Um, okay. So I can stay up a little bit later. I could probably go to bed at Again, one. we can save it for another pod if you want, but while we have three people here, figured it might be nice. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. I mean, do you have? Do you want to think about rules real quick, or do we want to like? Yeah, man, I can I can pull place. that out of my yeah. ass. Well, that counts for the holidays. You haven't seen it though. How can you vote? Well, you can take it. It's a, it's a draft. You take oh, it, and then okay. we have to. Although recently, I was reading an article, Cal, and somebody was like, "One of the best holiday movies of all time is Trading Places," and I was like, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah. If we do, yeah, putting this in the tank because I want to get to the movie reviews. If we do the holiday draft, I might have us end this so that we can record, put this out as a full pod, and I can like edit it maybe tomorrow or Sunday and put it out Monday. And then the Christmas movie draft thing, I could keep in the tank and then maybe like edit it later and upload it closer to the holidays. Does that make sense? Instead yeah. of tacking it on on the end of this episode, like maybe just do an episode that's holiday movie draft. Does that make sense? Yeah, sounds yep. good. You're you're getting to witness live history here, folks. You're listening to us behind the scenes. This is what our this is what our marketing. I, I sprang this on these motherfuckers. This out. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get you guys really drunk and then uh, draft with you. <laughs> hey, no problems there. Yeah. Okay. Christmas movies. Time to talk about them. And we're gonna start with the Christmas Story. Christmas released on HBO Max. Uh, I just had the release date here, and then I lost it. Do you remember when it came out? Christmas November seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. November, November seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Direct to HBO Max. Uh, coming in at a whopping one hour and thirty-eight minutes. Uh, stars Peter Billingsley, Aaron Hayes, and a bunch of other people that you've never heard of. But uh, Julie Haggerty shows up as Miss Parker. Um, yeah couple little cameos there from all the old people from the original christmas story it was directed by a guy named clay cadis do you guys know who clay cadis is no i don't yeah okay he's only known for directing five things in with christmas story christmas being one of them he's directed the angry birds movie which is amazing Apparently. <laughs> he directed The Christmas Chronicles in 2018, which is that movie with uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Yeah, did anybody oh, see that? Oh, yeah. Kurt I never Russell saw Santa. It. Never, never saw, saw it. it. I wanted it. I, I saw it, and I was like, that's going to be great, Kurt Russell, Santa. And then, no. In 2021. Okay, so Christmas Chronicles in 2018. This guy directed. 
A couple years later, in 2021, he directed Snoopy Presents for Auld Lang Syne, which was a TV special with Snoopy and the Peanuts gang. In 2022, he directed Snoopy Presents to Mom and Dad with Love, which is a holiday special for the Peanuts. And then in 2022, this month, this past month, he directed A Christmas Story Christmas. So Motherfucker has five movies that he's directed, and four of them are Christmas movies. You know what? If I had to pick like movies that I would direct like exclusively to make the most money, Christmas movies would be it because they replay them over and over again, and I'd yep. want I'd want those checks. Paycheck, baby. Syndication every year, yeah. And then you also only have to like, you know, decorate for one specific type of setting as well most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Artie, Artie used to say that on Howard Stern all the time, where he used to just get those checks from Fav. Like Favreau put him in Elf, and he's like, "I get a check every year." So, I want to start with John Swansong Parker here. You were vehemently opposed to this movie happening. You didn't want to watch the trailer when it came out, and you were <laughs> you were like a thousand percent sure that this was going to be a piece of shit. You were not excited about them doing a Christmas story uh, re or not remake, but a spiritual sequel. Um, Christmas story, Christmas. What did you think, uh, my co-host? So I actually thought it was really good. Um, I think it's it was way way more clever than I thought with like the different um, with using the the advancements in time. Obviously, the first one set during like the post great depression era and this one's set i guess in like the 80s 70s time frame um it pays such like a great homage to the original as well as like the like the mythology of the original without necessarily getting into into like full-blown retreading of every major beat to the point that it's not funny like they retread a lot of beats but it's like they twist it in a way that's really different. I think Peter Billingsley is hilarious. He's definitely like, what a yeah. charmer that guy is. Like, he can play the ass off of Ralphie anytime. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think you know. I think I was I was definitely wrong, and I'm willing to eat crow on this one. But you know, I I really enjoyed it. I'm I think it probably helped that we all watched it together as a big family. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah, I think that definitely increased my enjoyment. I also find, shout out to my parents. I also find that when I watch things with my parents, they just like everything. So it's like it kind of increases my enjoyment of things too when they're like laughing at everything. Um, good kid actors too, which is kind of hard to find. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then like well usage of all of the returning actors, like all of his friends. The bully, like all that stuff, they've all aged, you know, but they, you could still tell that they're the same characters and stuff, too. So it's just a really cleverly uh, written sequel that we're going to skip over Christmas Story 2. You know what I mean? This is like a Terminator, Terminator 3 kind of situation where we just skip it. Cal, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we all watched it together. I thought that was great that we all had a chance to, to see it in the same room. Um, but the same thing similarly, like they, they didn't trope it too much. Like imagine if Ralphie won a sweepstakes in this one and it was some updated lamp or some gaudy thing, you know, they, they didn't do that. They just showed like the lampshade in the attic. And I, I like that, that they yeah. didn't go overboard or he didn't, 
he didn't find the whole like thing like glued together and he put it out like oh the old man would love this i gotta put the leg lamp back out you know something like that so right i think think they you know it was very nostalgic i teared up a couple times because it was just so like so great the way they did it and, and how they put it together and I, I want to watch it again. I've told everybody that they need to watch it that I've talked to. Like, hey, you need to check this out for Christmas now. So it, it was really good. Hopefully they'll start playing it as 12 hours of this one on TNT and 12 hours of A Christmas Story. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo a lot of the same thing you guys were saying. Uh, I was not like super looking forward to this. I wasn't like as vitriol like I wasn't I wasn't filled with such vitriol as as you were, Jay, when we were kind of like originally look, like talking about the trailer, where it's like right. I I you know if done cleverly and and well you know if it's done well, I think that you know it's a big gamble. That's what I'll say is that doing a movie like this so far removed from the original. Uh, and especially considering the original movie, The Christmas Story, it, that is one of the most beloved Christmas movies of all time. Uh, maybe one of the most nostalgic movies of all time, especially for me. Like that was a movie that was always on family Christmases, um, either the night before Christmas or during the day on Christmas, like while opening presents and stuff. So that original movie holds a lot of weight for me emotionally. So I wasn't expecting this to be anything super spectacular, uh, but I actually found it like really entertaining. Um, yeah, the way that they play with, uh, you know, spoilers for Christmas Story Christmas. If you've seen the trailer, I guess it doesn't really matter, but we're going to spoil the shit out of it here for a second. Um, the way that it deals with the passing of the, of his father, like, and that being the catalyst for everything going forward. And basically it's not like, oh, what's Ralphie up to now? He's into his same shenanigans. It's like the, the premise is, is a really well disguised story about him coming into his own as a parent. Um, right. so it's like. It's a coming of age story again, but it's like down the line. And so it's like it's really clever in that way. And I actually think that the script is really well created. Like like you were saying, Cal, like not having the shove it down your throat fan service. Like you have a little glimpses of the original movie, but it's not enough to bog it down where I could see like a dumber version of this movie being like there's a whole 10 minute sequence where he has to rebuild the leg lamp and introduce it to his kids and stuff like that. And that makes me want to roll my eyes so hard. But like (laughs) I think that that whole scene on that big slide or whatever was kind of the only thing that I was kind of like, yeah, mostly because it's like they would die. Yeah, like, yeah, that, they, that guy would have died. They they totally would have died coming up that slide, the slide. So, and that's where I was kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that, that sequence was. You know, I had a couple of little funny moments, but yeah, they had to include. There's a couple things that you have to include if you're doing a, if a Christmas story reboot, right? Triple dog dare you. Yeah. You you have to include the kids. You have to talk about like what Christmas is like at the houses. They did a couple of the things with like the Bumpus's dogs and like the neighborhood. But like even so, what I really appreciated about this movie is that they use those things in a different light, right? Because in the original movie, it's like the dogs are bringing hell to the parent. But in this one, it's just a sh- it's a sign of showing like this neighborhood really hasn't changed much. It's not like a shove it down your throat like, oh – the old man dealt with the Bumpus's dogs, and so Ralphie has to deal with them too. He barely deals with them. It's just a sign of like, well, some things just don't change. Sometimes the Bumpuses are just they just have the dogs, and there's not really much else that you need to talk about. Like I, for that, like I think that it's just it's one and done. It's a joke that that lasts exactly as long as it needs to, and they don't like focus on it too much. Yeah, how right. do you feel about the bully thing of like where he says you got to deal with it yourself? Like that's not the message that 
people are telling their kids today, right? That's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Good, right? Of like some of these you things to, you got to deal with on your own. You can't. I don't have kids. I don't want to tell you how to raise your kid, but you got to stop coddling them. They probably don't have a peanut allergy. So. <laughs> parents, parents listening to radio video. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, and it makes sense, too. Like, I mean, it's a movie where – so the original movie took place in the 40s, right? And so this one takes place in the 70s. Am I right there? Uh, yeah, we, we think it's like 70s, 80s. I don't know if they ever really say the date. It might be on like a newspaper or something, but I didn't catch it. Maybe. Um, but yeah, they, they don't, they don't like uh, – they don't really focus on any too – like it doesn't feel like it's too modern, if that makes sense. Like they're all wearing like still dorky clothing and like the – they're using the rotary phones and the dad's going like actually to a typewriter and he's writing and they're going to yeah. offices to like talk to people. And there's these like, if, if anyone calls the house line looking for Ralphie, please let me know. Answer it's it. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciated that too, where it's like, you know, they didn't make it feel too modern because they do have to make it realistic that it's like, well, Ralphie's a little bit older. He has a family of his own. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm really just impressed with this movie. I don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen. I, I don't even think it's in my – I don't even think it would make a list for me of, like, my favorite Christmas movies of all time. I think that just considering the baggage that it has being a Christmas story sequel, it's pretty incredible to me that what they were able to accomplish. I actually think that it's a very entertaining movie. And, again, like you guys both said, watching it as a family, like watching it with you guys, um, it doesn't help that I'm an easy cry with a movie and I'm sitting next to Marna Parker – on my right <laughs> and so at the end of the movie i was like i was like wiping my tears away with my fucking shirt because your mom started crying and i was like fuck i was like i can't yeah. deal with listening to someone next to me cry because i'm gonna cry and yeah um, we get it bad my mom's a real easy movie crier she's like yeah so is mamma too cal you remember taking her to see the force awakens yeah i mean it's awful it was aw <laughs> she was bawling when kylo ren killed han solo uh -huh. And then Boilers. they got, yeah, whatever. They got to the woods and Ray catches the lightsaber. Man was like, get her, get him, get him, just get him. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Christmas story, Christmas, check it out. It's actually definitely a streaming watch. Oh my, my God. Well yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the other thing we, we were talking about this on the car ride home from Birmingham, but it's like, you know, Warner brothers and HBO, they've been going through some strife this year. Um, I actually think that if they would have drummed up enough word of the mouth, I think that this could have done okay in the theaters. Um, yeah. yeah. Christmas Me movies are hard, though, man. Like, yeah. The last profitable Christmas movie, I couldn't tell you, because what the, the thing with Christmas movies is exactly what Cal brought up. It's You get the residuals. Like, Will Ferrell makes more money off of Elf than anything, because it plays every year. Yeah. Same with Peter Billingsley. That's why he looks so fucking fit. He's got that personal trainer. He's just getting cut up. Got that Christmas story money. Get that get that twenty four hour TBS money, baby. I, yeah. I bet he gets nothing from that. I'm sure he gets a little bit, but not as much as he should. Yeah. By the way, upcoming Weird Wednesday, the Dirt Bike Kid. <laughs> Peter never... Billingsley is <laughs> the Dirt Bike Kid on Weird Wednesday at the Alamo. That's awesome. So you know, I'm has anybody seen that new Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds? Crystal no, Beautiful? I have not. I haven't either. It's on my list. Um, I'm looking at a box office list of the highest grossing Christmas movies. 
Um, I think that this might just be domestic, but we're just going to use this as a benchmark here because Christmas really, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a holiday that a lot of people celebrate, but it's mostly an American thing, I think, right? Or do they celebrate Christmas other places? They must, they right? They do. They celebrate it in the UK. And <laughs> anywhere where Christianity point. exists, Zach, <laughs> is where they celebrate Christmas. Thanksgiving is mostly in the US. But... <laughs> that was one of my more stupid uh, things there. But um, South America, a lot of Christmas. In the top ten. <laughs> a lot of Christmas. In the it top is- ten. The only movie from the last decade, so from now to 2013, um, is The Grinch, the remake, the Illumination Grinch. That's the only one that's made it into the top 10. And it's the number one, $512 million. That's the Scott Mosier Grinch? That's the Mosier one. Mosier Grinch. Yeah. Um, But yeah, beyond that, it's like recent Christmas movies. There was that Jim Carrey animated Christmas Carol movie from 2009 that snuck into the top 10. Um, Fucking Daddy's Home 2 somehow made it into the top 11. Yeah. Daddy's Home, baby. Um, Some of these I've never even fucking heard of. A Bad Mom's Christmas from 2017. That movie's great. (laughs) (laughs) I love both of those movies. Uh, Last Christmas, the romantic comedy uh, is in there as well. Nice. But yeah, so yeah, it's a good point. But I don't know. I don't know how this movie would have done if it was released like given like a small theatrical run. But I think that this movie could have made a little bit of money, maybe more so than just straight to straight to uh, whatever streaming. But you know, yeah. yeah, we'll never know. Never know now. But yeah, thumbs up for me. Definitely recommend it. Uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I think it, the watching it with you guys made it definitely a good experience. I would, I'd probably land at like a seven five for this bad boy. Um, I feel like that's about right. I think it's an entertaining movie. A couple of really good emotional bits, but you know. Um, well, why did I just get bigger on the, the steps? We all did. What? Never mind. <laughs> what? What is happening? And Cal looks like Kong. He's coming to eat us. <laughs> um, I feel like you're a good solid seven and a half rating. Yeah, seven and a half. I feel like that's right, right? I mean, like, I feel like that's good for me. I don't know. Would you guys rate it any higher? Where would you guys put it? I think I'd agree with that, honestly. It sounds about, sounds about right. Yeah. I don't love it more than the first one, but I don't hate it. I think it's a perfectly fun, good, constructed movie. Seven what, five range. Do you know what Ralphie's last name is? Parker. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah, dude. They Ralphie's named, my cousin. They, they named <laughs> you after the Christmas story, kid, huh? Yeah, man. That's probably what it was. <laughs> Maybe it's your father. Maybe you were one of the kids. <laughs> oh shit. This man's my father. Ralphie is my father. Totally getting you the bunny suit. Yeah, I would wear the fuck out of that bunny suit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. Guardians of the Galaxy is the next up on the chopping block here. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. There ain't no chopping. It's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Written and directed by James Gunn. And it was released on November 25th, 2022. Um, 
Star-Lord, Drax, Rockus, Manton, and Groose engage in some spirited shenanigans in an all-new original special created for Disney Plus is the title card here, but we don't we know that that's not true. Wait, what do you mean? Turns out it's a movie all about Mantis and Drax trying to kidnap a human being. <laughs> not just any human being, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yep. All right, I want to start with you, Cal, because I started with John last time. What did you think of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Loved it. You know, the, I loved almost everything about it except for that Groot suit they put that guy in. <laughs> I don't think it's a suit. I think it's CGI. <laughs> I, I didn't think it looked great, but I don't know. He's like Jack, right? And that's the thing. Like, he looks so different that I was like, huh, all right. But, I mean, we're, we're doing spoilers. Yeah, full spoilers for the Guardians holiday special. I think all three of us would recommend it, so go watch it. If you want to you know, listen to spoilers, come back and listen to the end of this podcast when you get the chance after you watch it. But I say definitely recommend it. It's okay. a good – it's a good – it's an easy – it's 40 minutes. So yeah. It's so good. Kevin it's, Bacon is amazing. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon Go-bots is amazing. are now part of the Marvel Universe. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's – it's the a scene that we're – the scene of them taking pictures at the Groman Theater is awesome. Oh, it's so good. That was easily the biggest laugh that I've heard from Cal in a public space in a long time that wasn't on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. The GoBots. The GoBots line. Cal, Cal <laughs> enough that, you know, you were awake for the whole thing. You're laying on the chaise, the chaise lounge or whatever, <laughs> like with the blanket no. on And you're like, ha, GoBots. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep in either of these. So like a Christmas yeah. story Christmas or this. So that was good stuff. But yeah, good indicator was, of quality. I mean, the whole like, um, I, I thought it had a nice story too of like bringing like trying to make Peter happy and then what they did. So it was it was just fun. It was a good fun kind of like mindless thing that that Marvel did as opposed to like, and they got all the actors. Someone asked me recently. They were like, because I was talking about how great it was, and they were like, so was it better than the Star Wars holiday special? And I was like. Oh my god, yes. So much better. <laughs> and they, they even had a cartoon in it. It's kind of like, you know, probably why they did it that way. Yeah. Yeah, because of the holiday special. With yeah, the easily. Thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't make a... Guardians of the Galaxy is the most... Is our... Not our generation, but... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy now is probably the closest <laughs> thing to a Star Wars for, like, people younger than us. Like, probably in that younger age bracket... And so Don't the fact that they, the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's newest, closest thing to Star Wars that isn't Star Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. I mean, so yeah, the fact probably, that it's probably their Star Trek. Sure. So the fact that they, <laughs> they called it the holiday special, I think is easily sure. an homage to the fact that everyone knows that Star Wars had a famous holiday special that George Lucas said that he wanted to burn every copy of, and he's tried to like erase it. Planet. <laughs> I wanted uh, to hunt it down and burn every copy. I'm, st- I'm still amazed that they got Karen Gillian to come back and do the makeup. I mean, stuff that's like t- difficult for these actors to come yeah. in and do, and, and they did it. You know, uh, I'm not surprised that they got Drax back, but you know, it's a uh, Batista. It's just an amazing guy. Right. I mean, that guy, I want to, yeah, I want to invite him over Christmas and we can just hang out with him. I just want to hang out with Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> just Rocket, not <laughs> not Bradley Cooper. Not no, Bradley Cooper? I, okay. No, I'd hang out with Phil. Sure. 
Yeah. Do not talk to me. You don't exist. <laughs> I thought the cop car was cool. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. It was cool. Um, I liked the special too. Thanks for asking, Zach. Um, I was about to introduce you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was really clever. Um, this year they had a Halloween special and a, and a Christmas holiday special, which I thought was really cool. I hope they do more things like this. Um, I really enjoyed Werewolf by Night. I really enjoyed this. They're so opposite from each other, but in a world where you're going to make direct to streaming content, this is the kind of stuff I want to see. I don't want to have to sit through six hours of like Moon Knight or She-Hulk. I'd rather just watch like 40 minutes of something concise and well-made and funny and, and, and enjoyable. And Kevin Bacon is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's 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 just it's really funny. It's really delightful. It's got a good holiday message. It also drops some big bombs on the canon of the Guardians, oh, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So Mantis and and uh, Peter share a same dad, Mr. Uh, Kurt Russell himself. Um, so that's pretty wild. And then yeah, my favorite joke of uh, "Don't worry, buddy, we're not going to hurt you." That's a talking raccoon. I'll kill you. Is <laughs> 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 so good. Yeah, I echo everything you guys said. Again, like with the, I think that this is really, really fun and entertaining. I think if you got forty-five minutes to spare, which you likely do, you fucking sad sack of shit. This holiday season, you got nothing better to do with your life. Just watch. (laughs) When you're sitting around crying (laughs) into your drink, might as well watch the Guardians holiday special. You sad piece of shit. Yeah, no, I I think there's no excuse to watch this, right? I mean, it's so easy to watch. It, you just put it on. It it's two it's two Seinfeld episodes. It's like, and it's MCU canon, right? I mean, they yeah yeah, yeah. that whole like people are gonna watch Guardians three and be like, what the hell, Mantis is Peter's sister? When did that happen? And be like, should have watched the holiday special because we were all like, wait, what the hell, Mantis Peter's sister? Like we remember we were all sitting there. Yeah, and you said you looked over me, Zach, and you were like, "Was this the first time I ever mentioned that?" And I was like, "I think so, Jonathan." Yeah, <laughs> we were all like conferring. Like, here's the one thing: I don't know if I like that they did that. This is gonna be like a book of Boba Fett syndrome. You know what I mean? Where people are like, "Wait, how is Grogu back hanging out with him?" People that didn't watch it are gonna be like, "What the fuck happened?" You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of like, I don't know, when you do like little side adventures like this, I don't think you need to, like, if that becomes a major plot device of Guardians 3, which I don't think it will be, but if it does, that that's going to be, again, another cog in the MCU machine of like, you have to watch everything. I actually think that that will be a major plot thing, but I think that it's something you can easily explain in one dialogue exchange between Mantis and, and Star-Lord. I really don't think that you need much to do in the third one. Then say something like, hey, remember that time you told me you were my sister? Haha, <laughs> isn't that funny? We're sis- I just think it's we're funny that they, they had to come up with the reason for why people would want to like Pete. <laughs> Which is really sad, because Gamora's gone. And all of them are just like, yeah, it's just Peter. You know what I mean? And Mantis that? is like, let's do something special for him. You know, all the people that love him the most are dead. That's pretty pretty sad. Have you it's pretty tragic. What was the song? Hmm? The song. The song's good. Christmas time. I like the reprieve with, uh, or reprise, I guess, with um, Bacon singing. It was really good. It's yeah, the Bacon song was good. 
Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was really entertaining. I really liked all the the slapstick comedy stuff. I thought I was going to be like a little bit like frustrated with the whole idea of like, oh, it's like, oh, it's just an adventure for Drax and uh, and Mantis to go to Earth and they're going to Hollywood. But like all the jokes that they did were really funny. They didn't last too long. Like they were all really, really good. I don't know. Very charming. I mean, it's hard to like you said with the werewolf by night thing. Like how long was werewolf by night? Was it like 40 minutes or 50 minutes? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. Less than an hour. That's all I need to know. I could have done with a little bit longer on this one. Maybe to do a little bit more exposition, but like really, honestly, like they, they exposition for what? I don't know. Just more talking about Peter and what's he's doing. And like, I could have gone for a little bit more rocket (laughs) and maybe a little bit more Groot and a little bit more Nebula. Yeah. But I mean, we're getting that in six months. So I think that's kind of the, the whole point is that we're not going to get a lot of Drax and Mantis in the movie because they were so heavy in the holiday special. And Groot was just a guy in a suit. Not a guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely 110% this CGI. Is, this is Cal's, uh, yeah. um, the moon landing was fake. Cal's is like, Groot's, <laughs> Groot's a suit. <laughs> guy in a suit. Yeah. Jumping around. He's going to be selling merch that's like, yo, Groot suit. It's a conspiracy. The Groot suit boogie. Yeah. I don't know what Christmas is. <laughs> I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. It's a catch it's a catchy tune. It's yeah. a new form. Um Yeah, the last thing that I'll say is um I kinda lost my train of thought. That's frustrating. <laughs> Ah, damn, that's the a story train has left. Oh, Cosmo. They introduced Cosmo the space dog, but they're nowhere to be found. It's Maria Bakalava, uh, who was... Wasn't Cosmo in the first movie, though? Well, yeah, yes, in a, in a collector's collector room, but there's, yeah. no, there's no voice or anything. They're okay. just, like, in behind glass. And, oh, that's what it was. It was the cartoon that Cosmo was in a lot. That Guardians uh, cartoon they did. A lot of Cosmo. Like what? What? Like what if? No, no, they had that Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. When was this? Jeez. Oh, that's that old. Okay. <laughs> it was after the first movie because they had a soundtrack for the cartoon and everything. What the fuck? I've never heard of this. Was oh it gosh. on like Disney XD or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like when they used to do like Avengers, Mightiest yeah. Heroes thing. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I didn't particularly think that the uh, the introduction of Cosmo was, um, like, you know, it's not really a character that needs to be like, oh, this is Cosmo and this is the origin of Cosmo and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah, she's here. What up? You know what I mean? It's interesting again because uh, I'm again basing all of my knowledge on Cosmo based on the Guardians video game, which introduces Cosmo as well as as Adam Warlock. And Cosmo the dog, it like actually plays a really big part in that game. Yeah, it's a and, good character. Like, uh, I really think I I like that character a lot. Like, I like the idea of like a dog with the voice modulated. It's it's you know up like up. Yeah, Pixar just fucking ripped that shit off. Guess uh, who played Cosmo <laughs> in the the cartoon for thirty episodes? Alan Tudyk. Nope. Is it Arnold Taylor? Oh wow, nice. Yeah. 30 episodes. 
Yeah, they. I mean, they crushed seventy-seven episodes of. Uh, Jesus Christ, seventy-seven. <laughs> There's a lot. This, of is, good bu- this was before yeah. the MCU was like we're locking it all down. It's all under one banner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, Guardians holiday special. Surprising. I, I mean, it's not like um, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to, like, dislike it, but I thought it was just going to be, like, ho-hum or whatever. Like, I I mean, James Gunn doesn't fucking miss. It's 40 minutes of, you know, decent laughs and an emotional ending. I loved uh, – I don't know if you guys saw this, but the last – the thing I guess we'll end on for this is um, they showed a behind-the-scenes thing with Michael Rooker and the kid that played young Peter on Instagram, on James Gunn's Instagram, and they filmed all of those sequences with uh, Yondu and young Peter – and then they color coded over it and animated over their their actual performances oh, to wow. make it look like an old fashioned like cartoon style, like what they used to do for like those holiday specials like back in the day. Um, so all of that stuff is actually like live action. They just like color coded over it to make it look like it was a cartoon. But Michael Rooker was actually on set for all yeah. the Yondu uh, all the Yondu stuff there. That's awesome. Was it rotoscoping, right? rotoscoping yeah i think that that's probably what it was yeah that's awesome so i don't know i i just found that i found it really incredible like very it was funny when it needed to be it was you know it looked really good uh, you know they did with what they could like it's it's funny because you don't have to blow your load on a whole oh we just lost jay (laughs) (laughs) he's gone he'll come back the weather in cleveland yeah his power probably just got knocked out um but yeah so i i thought they they didn't have to really you know do much with like cgi budgets and everything like that because they're not in space like a whole lot of it it's a lot of practical effects um but that whole thing with like the yondu and young peter quill that i think was the best part of the whole thing because that's what it all culminated it's like i don't think yondu told you the rest of the story and then the whole thing with that i was like oh that's super sweet and it just builds on the whole relationship they had from you know volume one and volume two so yeah, no, I mean that end of ending of volume two is just so like oh man, so tough, you know. It's hard. Yeah, he, he might have been your dad or your father, but he's never your daddy. Yeah. You know? like, oh man, so good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it for this episode. I John's dead, so uh, <laughs> awesome. rest in peace to my co-host. From now on, it's just me and Cal. Cheers. Um, Cheers. I mean, uh, that's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah, that's all it took. It just took us. Uh, it took us talking about the Guardians special for him to just drop out. But all right. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna end this episode. I think we're gonna be doing a Christmas movie draft, but that's gonna go live in a little bit when uh, maybe we're a little close to the holiday season. But thank you all for joining us on this episode of Radiovania. We've been talking about movie trailers and everything. Uh, it's gonna be a busy couple of weeks, so we might not have a whole lot of content between now and the holidays, but. You can follow us at Radiovania. Go to Radiovania.com. Listen to all the old episodes. Subscribe. Radiovaniashow at gmail.com if you want to send us any Christmas comments. If you have a favorite Christmas movie, send that to us. We can discuss it. Or if there's any questions you have about the show, please send that to us. Uh, I'm at Zach Rotello. He's at Najathan Parker. Cal is Cal on a Plane. Is Cal that on your- a Plane. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, follow Cal on a Plane. Um And please, for the love of God, DM him and tell him that he needs a profile photo. (laughs) For the love of all this, holy. I'm on it.
All right. Well, usually John, I usually ask John to end the episodes by having him say a quote of something. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you loose Cal. I'm going to let you loose Uncle Cal. And I'm just going to say, it doesn't even have to be anything, a quote from something we've discussed, but just end this episode with a quote, whatever you want to quote, anything could be a movie, a TV show, whatever you want. Just let chaos reign. Let chaos reign. Problem is, is the way, what came to mind was not. It's not something people would probably get, but it's from Highlander. Let have it rip. Seen, have you seen Highlander? I have not seen Highlander. <laughs> you gotta see Highlander. Oh, I need a better quote than this, but it was it's better to burn out than to fade away. So that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Or how about this one? <laughs> it's better to be dead and cool than alive. <laughs> cool love it all right thanks everyone have a good night night